I don't care if you rename this BBC Month. It is Black History Month. And if you up, smash that like button. I'm your interim host, the oldest ninja in the world, old ninja. And on my left, the boy Blue. It's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. And it's Black History Month. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and on my far left, choking people out on the threes and fours, spinning those ones and twos, Cronus. The oppressor has always indoctrinated the weak with his interpretation of crimes of the strong. God dang. Why you gotta hit him with that? It's Black History kind of... Month. Gotta get God, gotta get the man. quotes. Gotta get the quotes. Man. All right, we is we back up in this. We are uh, missing uh, the food lover himself, uh, uh, Prodigy. Uh, we may have a guest appearance from an old member showing up. Uh, maybe not an old member, just a member you all haven't seen. Some of you have probably never seen, but you may mm-hmm. make an appearance tonight. Right. Um, we got uh, some statistics, possibly from Cronus. Yes. No. Yes, I do. Uh, listener of the week would be Saito X. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it. And first in the chat would be nobody so far because we were kind of late, and oh, we missed last week. That Saito X sounds like a it sounds like a a cool handle from uh, Ready Player One. Saito X. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, oh, I, I think yeah. there was a character named Saito. There is. Saito was. It was one yeah. of the Jap- the Japanese brothers. There yeah. we go. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Warrior fellows. Yeah. The, the brothers who weren't really. Who aren't really brothers? Yeah. <laughs> Warrior, welcome Warrior in. Fellows first in the chat. Thank you. Welcome in, Warrior Fellow. Welcome to welcome to the dankness of the week. We we might go. I wonder what's the tonight, even without. I wonder what's the history on his last name or on his username for Warrior Fellow. He's a warrior and he's a fellow. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that on, makes hold sense. On. I gotta do something officially on the podcast because it's the end of my. Uh... Oh yeah. Oh. Oh shit. Oh beer. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. It's the end. In honor of Black Black History Month, I'm yeah. drinking. I'm drinking out of my black oh, and beautiful black glass. Beautiful. I am doing oh, the I same. Dark. And I'm also I drinking beer. an Imperial Stout called Ink by probably not Black Black Brewery. <laughs> Sorry, it's by Reinheist Reingeist Brewery. And there you go, the official black. Oh my God, I got the dirty glass. What the fuck? Oh, no. Why is my glass dirty? I did the thing. Oh well, the beer will kill the turns. Y'all can tell. Damn it, I got the fucking dirty, dirty glass. Damn. How you can tell it's a dirty glass is when you can see the goddamn. Well, you can't see on this side, but I just showed it a second ago. When you can see the bubbles clicking into the glass, means your fucking glass is dirty. Apparently, mine was. Oh, I thought I thought it was like dirty, like there was like food in it or something. No, it's like a really. I washed my. No. I washed my. I mean, I washed mine too. I'm not a. Audi. I only wash mine by hand. I have like a special glass um, cleaning thingy that I use for cleaning this glass. Well, I, I use for other glass too, but well, I haven't used. I mean, I've been drinking beer in a long time, so probably just dust particles <laughs> settling yeah. in here. So. Yeah, I was about to say it probably is dust, hmm. and then uh, it's probably a, a bunch of tears, dried up I tears. Guess a, long, <laughs> a long time is what a month, thirty days, thirty days. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time. For a lot well, of- I mean, technically, I, I I left keto yesterday. So yeah, it was thirty thirty days. All right, so we you, we missed. You left your week. kid somewhere? Oh, thirty one. Uh, keto. Oh yeah, keto, not kids. Keto. I I thought you said kiddo. I left my kiddo. I was like, I, damn, man. I dropped fifteen pounds. <laughs> I figured that was enough. Calm the fuck down. Yeah. So let's get back to some carbs and shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so last week we didn't cast. Uh, we we had some 
behind-the-scenes stuff happens, but we we didn't we didn't post up. Yeah, we left you stuff. some bakers. We always leave you with something. Oh, we uh, so instead, uh, myself and Prodigy, we posted up our Twitch stream. We Twitch on Modern Warfare Two. We did the raid like as soon as like uh, instead of the normal time we would podcast, we did we posted up the raid on Twitch. So we posted out the link. Uh, thank you for those who watched because there are some people that actually watched. But it took us like three hours to get through the raid. God it's damn. pretty hilarious. Uh, I mean, raids are long. They're supposed yeah. to be long. Yeah. But it's it's even more so when communication is key and you lack some of it because everyone's screaming at each other or someone who thinks they know they're, what they're doing and never been in it before goes off and Leroy Jenkins out there. AKA Prodigy. So it's pretty interesting watching this kind of stuff. Uh, thank you to B Boy. He he brought up some actually some constructive criticism. It's pretty funny, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that was actually last week's podcast was three hours of uh, Modern Warfare Two raid. So if you tuned in, thank you. If you have it, it's still it should still be up. I think it's up until tomorrow. So yeah. Speaking uh, of gaming, did y'all see what I got? No, why did you get the new something? I have the new DualSense Edge controller. Oh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> Just as a comparison, if you're watching the Wait, podcast, uh, on the left is my is the normal DualSense, and on the right is the DualSense Edge. So, and yes, there is a difference. Like right when you pick it up, you're like, "Wow, this is a." Uh, it just feels better in the hand, even though it's like basically the same dimensions, but it feels like more solid for some reason. I, I don't know what they fucking made this shit with, but. It's a little bit heavier, and I really, really like it. Um, I think that they made a, a lot of really good improvements. Uh, one of them is just like the on the back of the controller with like a click, you can change how like much play is in the triggers. So like you can do either oh. really short triggers, like a medium trigger, and then like the long pull if you want to play like you know just regular games or whatever. So it's uh it's it's very nice. Um, you can you can customize a shitload of things on this. They got function buttons to like add in like custom things in here. I, I didn't install the back buttons yet, um, but you can. You can put back buttons on here to like do um, special functions and macros and stuff. So it's uh it's been really cool. And you can also re easily replace the fucking thumbsticks, which you know because some thumbsticks have drift. And actually, I've never opened this before, but I'll open it on the cast. But it just opens super easy. That you can Damn. replace the thumbsticks. How do you pull it out? Is it just I haven't. Yeah. You just ah, it pulls out. Yeah, it just pull, it pulls out somehow. <laughs> oh no, there's a there's a lever. Okay, there's a lever here. Yeah, and then I think it pulls out like that. Yeah, there you go. Pull straight out. So oh, that's cool. It's kind of like uh like what's like a computer part or something like that, like a cable. You can just lift up the flap and slide it out. Yeah, it's like this is All super. Right. It's super cool to like be able to customize it because this is one of the things that I will freely admit that the uh, Xbox had over the PlayStation. I wouldn't say the, the controller generally was better, but at least you have the Elite, the Elite controller looked really fucking dope, and I really wanted to get one. It um, is dope. There's yeah. a lot. You're still fucking expensive, <laughs> but yeah. it's fully customizable. And I was about to say, it's just like the Elite controller. Yeah. You can literally switch can't everything you, out from that fucking thing. Can't you uh, connect the Xbox controller to a PS5? Uh, I don't, can't they just I don't know. Uh, so... What I do know is that they were they were they were making I don't know if they're available but they were making like Xbox style controllers for the PS5 for people that like them but they're third party they aren't first party first party so I don't know if they're, they they had a cease and desist or if they're actually out and you have to special order them 
but I've seen them. I've seen pictures of them. And they said coming soon, so I don't know whatever happened to them. But they look. Oh, looks like the only way to, only way to do it is if you have a cell phone and you and you have a remote play on your phone. So you basically use yeah. use your phone to connect to the Xbox controllers, but then it connects your your PS5. Well, that's I'm just looking at a quick little snippet about it, but yeah, you know, I know they're just third party. They probably got shut down by Sony, but I know they were coming. I heard they were coming. So. Hey, all I know is on my Steam Deck, I can play with the Xbox controller or the fucking PS5. And don't give a fuck. It's a whore. Yeah, I think all <laughs> 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 inputs. You should be able to play yeah. with Switch, right? What's up? You should be able to play with a Switch one too, right? Uh, I probably can. I haven't tried because uh, it's not, not a great the, controller, but yeah. Yeah, not the, uh, no, not the, uh, oh, not the Pro the, Controller? Yeah, the Pro Controller. Yeah, yeah. I probably can. Yeah, because you just plug in the USB and it should work. Yeah. Uh, you may have to map the buttons, but other than that. It, I mean, it does a fantastic job mapping all the buttons like right away. I, I plugged in my, my, my PS4 controller and it was just like, or PS5 controller and it was just like, yep, let's go. So yeah. <laughs> that's good. Uh, I want to hit these RIPs really quick because we're going to probably go into something deep. We're probably going to go deep probably the next 30, 45 minutes. We're going to start with some RIPs with uh, David Crosby. Uh, Crosby was a singer songwriter, he was a founding member of the Birds uh, and the Crosby's. Uh, oh, Crosby, Still and Nash. Sorry, the birds, Crosby, Still and Nash, and also he also had a solo career. Uh, Crosby, Still and Nash had their uh second concert at the original Woodstock, Woodstock '69. That was their first, their second live concert. Pretty crazy. Uh, Neil Young would sometimes perform with the the band uh, for their live performances. Uh, he he's one of the few people that performed with Jared Gar- Jerry Garcia on stage with the Grief- uh, from the Grateful Dead. Uh, he's been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. Uh, he has a cannabis brand called Mighty Cross. And he's been in movies such as Hook, Backdraft, and he also voiced himself in two episodes of The Simpsons. Uh, in the, uh, I didn't write the episodes, but in 2000, uh, he was a sperm donor to Melissa Edridge and her partner for artificial insemination, which gave them their kid. Uh, he died at the age of 81. Uh, next up, we had Lisa Loring. Uh, she played the original Wednesday Adams in the 1960s and returned to the role of the for the Halloween TV movie special in the 70s, actually 77 to be specific. Uh, she had a pretty interesting life. Uh, at the age of 15, she got married. And then a year later, she had a kid. That's, that's gross, by the way. Yeah, but she married someone that, that was very age. gross. She married someone that was her age. Her and her high school sweetheart got married. That, she had was, they were both 15? Oh. They were both 15, yeah. No, you, uh, how old is she? She, she At the time, she no, was I mean, 15. Like, how old is when she passed away? Oh, she was 64. Yeah, I don't... Uh, questionable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's questionable. Uh, she married... Three times she married in eighty one and nineteen eighty seven. Uh, she married an adult film star, adult film star Jerry Butler. Uh, they met in the set of uh, Tracy's Big Trick, which starred Tracy Gorge, and when she was a makeup artist and an uncredited writer. Uh, she also appeared in B movie slasher films that same year, two of them, and then another one a year later. She died from smoking and hypertension at the age of sixty four. Uh, next, we have Cindy, Will- Cindy Williams. She was best known for playing Shirley Feeney on the television shows Happy Days and The Running Shirty. 
she also appeared in the film American Graffiti, directed by George Lucas. Um, both Cindy and Penny Marshall got the job for Laverne and Shirley due to their popularity on Happy Days. They did one uh, one guest stint, and then because of that, they got their own show. She reprised her role in the sequel to American Graffiti. She would continue to perform on stage and guest star in a few TV shows like Eight Simple Rules. She died at the age of 75. And then, uh, and then the last one hit kind of hard because I didn't expect this one from this lady. She's kind of young. Was uh, Annie Wershing? Uh, she's the actress who began, who's in a lot of high-profile projects since 2002. Uh, she's probably most noted noted for her role as FBI agent Renee Walker from the 24 series. Uh, her first role was actually in Star Trek Enterprise. Uh, she appeared in the Vampire Diaries, Revolution, Dallas, and Timeless, uh, and also Bosch, the Showtime show. I guess she's on for two seasons. Uh, on the Marvel side, in Marvel, she was the leader of an alien cult that cuckolded her husband and made him raise her alien child in the Runaways. Uh, she returned to Star Trek in season two of Star Trek Picard to play the boy queen last year. Uh, she had an undeclared undisclosed case of cancer and passed away at the age of 45. There we go. And that's it for the RIPs. Damn, that's crazy, dude. She's like really close to our age. Mm-hmm. And she's in a lot of like big projects. So everyone's kind of seen her before. Even if you yeah. may not know her name. Oh, I didn't put the big thing. I, I don't know why I missed this, but she is the original voice actress and the motion capture actor for Tess from The Last of Us. The video game, not oh, the that's... show. <clears throat> so the game test. She was the voice and the motion capture. Wait, didn't didn't she make an appearance in the show? No, not yet. Not a... No, mm. no, not yet. You would know. She has fiery red hair. So, oh, okay, never mind. You, you talk about how she was in. Uh, she was the war queen. Yeah, I just okay, sorry. Yeah. I still I get up for a second, so I didn't hear it. I I I didn't have my thing. I have my notes up. So yeah, she was the war queen last year. Yeah, and I t- I don't know if you know. But she was Star Trek was her first like screen credit, Star oh, Trek. Cool. Yeah. So she came back like years later, like literally twenty some odd years later to be in Star Trek, Star Trek again to be the board queen, which nice. is wild. Yeah, it's sad. She was yeah young, forty five. I say young because it's only two years older than I am. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't look like she's gonna be in uh in Last of Us the TV series. Like she I, is, she's not. I don't think she. No. We will get to the Last of Us shortly, in a little bit. Yeah. Well, because we got we got other characters from the game that actually were in the show, like um. Oh yeah, the girl. Mar- is it Mar? No, Mar- Is it Marlene? Yeah, Marlene. Yeah, right. That's the voice oh, actress. Yeah. And Troy so Baker's in it too, off- which is weird because he's not voicing Joel, but you know whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, because well, the guy who voices Joel, he he's in the series. I've yeah. seen him yet, but he'll show up later on. Yeah, um, Troy Baker. Also, Oh, I didn't hear you say Troy Baker. I said said something else. Um, I also want to give a shout out to the victims from the Half Moon Bay mass shootings and the Monterey Park mass shootings, both in here in California. Um, you guys want to talk about those two incidents because one of them was close to the Bay. The other one was like in SoCal. But if people didn't know, no, I think one of them hit national news. I'm not sure, but. I don't have all the details on um, either shootings. I just know that they were, I, I saw part of one because the guy got disarmed eventually. 
by uh, he was an Asian, older Asian guy who got disarmed by another Asian guy. Um, I think it looked like he had a fucking Uzi. I was like, holy shit. And he got disarmed mm. and the guy was still fighting back. And this is how you know, like when somebody really doesn't want to hurt somebody else is because he, the, the guy that disarmed him literally had the gun in his hand and he's fighting off the guy that was going to kill like more people and he's not shooting him. And it's like, that's like an easy way out. Like, like you have the guns in your hand, just fucking kill him. But uh, yeah, yeah, oh, he he, I, he tried his hardest and he did his hardest to not kill the guy, and he got him to go away eventually. Uh, was that the Half Bay one or the Monterey? I think that was the, the was it the Monterey one. Maybe it was Half Moon Bay. I can't remember. I get them both mixed up because they were, you know, both by Asian men. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird. Like, because usually that, that kind of violence doesn't come from that demographic, you know. So usually, yeah. I can tell you this about the Monterey or the Half Moon Bay one that the victims were uh, migrant uh, immigrant workers. So they were working on the farm in the Half Moon Bay. Uh, Half Moon Bay is a sleepy like um, beach town kind of, but they have migrant yeah. immigrant workers working there. These people range from like seventy three all the way down to forty three. So and it's crazy because Half Moon Bay, like it's it's a bit of a journey to try to get to Half Moon Bay. Like you have to go through the hills and stuff to get there. Like even if you can like you can take like uh come up from Pacifica and go down south, but like dude, there there's literally a road called what is it uh Devil the Devil Slide or something it, like that? Is it Devil's Canyon? Because there's Devil's Canyon Brewery. No, it's called no, it's called something else. Because like people are known to die on, in this turn. So what am, I don't see what it's called again. I think it's called oh. Devil's. Uh... So that's the turn. So it's a famous turn. It's actually in a Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, and they actually they actually changed the road. Like they literally carved carved the tunnel in the mountains just to kind of bypass that. But like people still get into that. Like just recently, there was a Tesla driver who drove his family off the road. It wasn't anything with the Tesla. Dude tried to kill his whole fucking family, and he drove off of that that devil's. Oh, it's Devil's Slide, I think. The Devil's Slide. What the hell is that road called? Um, it's also a great Joe Satriani song. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah it's called it's called devil's it's called the devil's slide and it's basically like a eroded mountain that's like a, a mile and a half long yeah it's, it's pretty fun crazy but uh yeah happen bay is it's not it's not easy it's a you can get there easily but it's not like you have to go through the hills and like there's no like direct route to get there well right now it's like well there, there are direct routes but yeah it's like from the bay it's like there's one route um, but it had a mudslide yeah. recently where you couldn't get there. So I don't know if it's cleared yet, but it was shut down for at least a week or two. Where you had to either come from north or south, and that's like that's a very long route to take. Yeah. You yeah. have to like go through like Santa Cruz to get to Happen Bay. Yeah. That's and I guess you go to River City. Yeah, and as far as fuck. You go to River City too. Yeah, that's hell of yeah. You'd have, your best bet is go up north to the city and then come down. Yeah. But even then. But the thing is, uh, I feel like that road is easier to drive through than to get than to drive down 17. The 17 is pretty fucking dangerous. Uh, Professor, let's see, dang it, he got married in Happen Bay. His first yeah, time around. Not not he got married twice, but like they had a small wedding earlier in their, in their relationship. Then they had the bigger one later. But yeah, they had it in Happen Bay. Yeah. It was really nice. On the beach, it was real, real cute and simple. I didn't get to go. Because it was during the photographs. Yeah, during the main thing of the yeah. pandemic, so I couldn't go. Okay. Um, there's also another RIP, which we'll get into in a little bit, but um, Tyree Nichols. Um, he was basically murdered 
and it was recorded and it was pretty fucked up. I'm going to... Oh, I was like, we'll, I we'll talk about it in a little bit because I want to talk about Black History Month first um, before we start the whole thing. Because, um, yeah, that whole thing like kind of pissed me off. Anyway, I will talk really quick about a super brief history about how Black History Month was started. Um, I'm saying super brief on purpose. If, if you're well versed in this, um, this person and Black History Month as a whole, then don't get mad at me. I'm just breaking down to like a really small chunk so people understand because I didn't know all this when I was growing up. Um, and uh, hopefully this will help other people understand about Black History Month. Most people don't even know who, fuck, who the fuck started it. So who the fuck started it? Guy's name was Carter G. Woodson. So there you go. And it was started back in 1926 and it was originally called Negro History Week. Uh, and it was the start of African-American history to be taught um, alongside with American history um, throughout the school year. So the, his whole plan was you would have Black History Week as like a, like a primer for uh, teachers to culminate all of the other um, Black History that was taught throughout the year um, in schools. Obviously, that's not the way we do it now. So, um, and eventually, he wanted uh, more Black History to be taught, uh, you know, with just normal American history throughout the year. So, which is weird because, like, when I first started, when back in the day, I was thinking, like, why the fuck do we need, you know, a month of just teaching the same things in the month? But that's not how it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be like a culmination of things. And you're supposed to learn it throughout the whole fucking year by the guy who invented it. So, um, it was officially passed in Congress as Black History Month in uh, 1986. So that was a huge gap, um, and it was started in February. Not because it was the shortest, not because it was the shortest month of the year. It was because of the birthday of Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln. They had both had birthdays in that month, and obviously those two people are pretty pivotal in African American history. Um, Woodson started studying uh, African American history after he was told by a professor that Negro history that Negroes had no history, and so he made it his life goal to show that uh, Negroes had history. And he also made a wrote a book called he wrote a bunch of books, but he wrote a book that was called the Journal of Negro History, really in response to what that professor said to him. Um, he was he went to um, he was a professor he was he was um a principal at a school. I forget the name of the school, unfortunately. And he was also a part of Omega. Hmm? I thought he was a professor. He was a professor, but he's also a principal for for the same school that he went through. So it's kind of interesting. And he was also a part of a fraternity called Omega Sci-Fi, which is just a badass name as a nerd. I'm just saying, if you have to go to any kind of, (laughs) if you have to go to any, (laughs) you know, fraternity, Omega Sci-Fi sounds like the best. Just on words alone. So mm. if you want to learn Sounds more about uh, Carter G. Woodson, look up some books. There's podcasts on them. Um, if you want to get like that sort of a semi-light but more heavy version of mine, um, there's a really good uh, podcast called Black History for White People. Um, <laughs> that's a great, Yeah, it's a great podcast. Um, they haven't put out a lot of new ones lately, but they actually um, redid the Carter G. Woodson episode um i think like a day or two maybe maybe it was today so they they redropped it t- uh today uh, if you want to learn more about him and his history um so yeah now you get some additional history with uh for the start of black history month oh here's a here's a fun fact that i just learned while while googling this shit <laughs> you guys know the song uh, 
a reading rain, the you know classic classic song from back for back Wait, in the day. Say that again. You broke. Up I did second. not oh, know no, this. No, repeat <clears throat> what you just said. So you guys know the song uh, "Reading Rainbow," right? Yes. From you know the yeah. classic song with uh, Lord, oh, I can't think of his name. Anyways, uh, uh, yeah, Lamar that song Burton. was yeah, Lavar Burton. I was gonna say I was trying to think of uh, his uh, Star Trek name, Jordy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that song was performed and singed by uh, or sung by uh, Shaka Khan. I oh. I did not know that until right now. That's, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Well, because that's cool, but then also like, um, what is it? Um, uh, Magic School Bus was sung by Little Richard. Huh? You guys I didn't know that. Know that. Yeah. yeah. So you go back and listen to it, you be like, that shit, that is Little Richard. <laughs> Great balls of fire. All right. Just cool. saying. Little Richard. Well, R.I.P. <laughs> to Little Richard, because a lot of people probably didn't know who the hell he was until he passed. And even after he passed, the papers still don't know who he is. So. Right, where would we like to go first? We can go uh, depressing. We can go Last of Us. We can go something dank. Where are we going? Uh, we can go... Uh, we you, Did we talk about Forspoken? Because it was like, we can start with that. I don't know if either of you have so, it, but it was I, Well, it's getting mixed reviews. Okay. So, I have it. Um, it's right here. You can tell it's still in the cellophane, unfortunately, because I've been playing... So I got to pivot. Sorry. I'm playing this. Evil West. Oh, I yeah. see. Um, honestly, this game is, is pretty good. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. The combat system is great. I, I'm pretty sure none of the rest of you guys played Forspoken, right? Yet? No. Okay. I don't... Yeah. Yeah, I'll give... A, I saw a commercial for it. It looks pretty dope. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I heard that they... The the combat is good, but the, maybe the story might be kind of iffy. But I'm I'm gonna play it anyway because uh, I, I like the demo. The demo was good. I, like, I love the combat. There's a lot of options, but because I haven't played the game game yet, I will pivot to talking about Evil West because that's the game I'm actually currently playing, and I've got a more than a few hours in, and I'm playing on hard mode, so it's it's fucking hard, um, <laughs> but it's fun. Uh, Evil West. Uh, the the story kind of sucks. It's about basically vampires. Um, in like the post-colonial America, like Wild Wild West days. Um, but it's the, the combat system is really cool because you have like, um, lightning kind of powers. You have guns, you got a six shooter, you got fucking rifles, you got crossbows, flamethrowers and shit. Um, it's the combat system is like really deep and, and really diverse. And I, I really really enjoy it i have a video of like me beating like this really hard boss um i got to post up because it like showed like basically every single move that you can kind of do in the game up until that point to like beat this boss and most of the bosses are really um different but what's fucked up is that they're really different but then they just like take the same boss that you just beat and later on in the game they just like kind of make him a little bit weaker and you got to beat him again with a bunch of other bosses that you also beat and fucking minions and shit. So you have to like figure out how to like get past all this bullshit with like a boss that you beat before. Um, but yeah, the, the combat in this game is really something else. Like I really hope that they make a part two with maybe more um, thought on the story and then also kind of an update to the to some of the graphics because graphically it's like it's really hit or miss. Like some of the graphics are like they're 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 decent. And other ones like the fire effects are cut are really fucking shitty. The uh, 
some of the effects on like when a chain falls looks like fucking really weird looking and like it just they just need to be able to they need to put some like an extra layer of polish on the game and i hope that they sold enough games to make a second one because i'm definitely all in for just like it's almost like you know late 2000s action gamey fun you know for me like and those are those are fun types of games so it's definitely a game worth picking up and just having fun for just the the action alone it's it's fun and also if you if you get creeped out by like leeches and fucking spiders and shit <laughs> what's funny is like this game when i saw a bunch of spiders there's actually a thing when it when it before i even got to this part of the game the, the game paused and it said if you had a arachnophobia you can turn off spiders at this part and i was like i really don't like fucking spiders but it's in a game so i don't give a fuck but there's a lot of spiders and and leeches damn like is it like spiders are like just on the screen like in the background or something like that or is there like there's parts where they're basically that... fucking everywhere and so like when you're just walking damn. around there's like hundreds of spiders and so you're just like all right like i can understand if you have like legit arachnophobia like you would want to turn the spider thing off so wait, it's called right. Evil West. Does that mean it's a western? Like yeah. it's fucking like cowboys and stuff. Yeah, you're oh, basically nice. a fucking cowboy. Like, All right. It looks like there's fucking like uh, I guess there's demon. I mean, it makes sense. It's Evil yeah. West. You're basically like <laughs> demons and vampires and shit. So like the main enemies are basically like vampires. So or some variant of a vampire. Damn it. It's it's fun. <laughs> it's just it's it's fun to do. I was trying to look for. Sorry, jumping back to Black History Month. I was looking for um, what Cornelius was talking about the month of February because it is Abe Lincoln's month as well as Frederick Douglass's birthday month. Yeah. So there's a movie. It was a PBS movie. It's where Samuel L. Jackson plays um, Frederick Douglass. It's actually pretty damn good fucking performance. But it's called Assault at West or Assault at West Point. Okay. Where um, a student, the first black cadet, he's accused of like maiming himself. Like he's cut behind the ears and uh, he says he was assaulted. So he gets a lawyer from the NAACP and it's Frederick Douglass. So they build a case against the uh, the West Point. West Point, I mean, obviously Cronus knows it's a very famous um Military training uh, it was for I forgot what branch is it all branches or just one branch. Well, it's not even really a branch. It's uh, it's 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 a military school, but it's not in the military. So oh, okay, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically like a military like high school or or college, but you're not actually going through boot camp. Yeah, it's it's like a because they hold like a lot of like crazy kind of like not rituals, but just a lot of like on point stuff and like for like literally. I was a hundred hundred plus years. They did not allow women until like the nineties or something. And that was a huge controversy as well. But this takes yeah. place in the 1800s with the first black candidate. And it's actually really well done. I really enjoyed the film. I saw it was weird. Cause I saw it in PBS. I was like, what the hell is this? I missed part of the beginning, but I watched the whole film. It's actually pretty, really good. So there you go. Yeah. What's, I mean, it's, what's interesting. Like if when, once you start going through like a lot of like really deep, uh, black history is like when you hear the name Frederick Douglass, like he he had opponents actually in the uh, in the black in the black community. There were also other um, you know prominent black figures uh, because Frederick Douglass was more of the you know sort of pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of guy. Because back back then, um, you know, 
African Americans after after you know re- the failed Reconstruction, and people had to figure out like what to do because people think that you know after slavery like everybody that was black was just okay. It's like well no because what they did was when slavery ended, uh, they pay they paid reparations back to the slave owners and then <coughs> the slaves the former slaves they had nowhere to go and so they end up being sharecroppers in the same fucking plantation that they were previously slaves on which basically re-enslaved them. Yeah. So it was so like, yeah. If you if you ask uh, Ben Carson and Candace Owens, they're the ones who said they were they were owed that compensation for the property that they lost. I was like, really? Yeah. Those the people when they, when they think of the people as property, that's like immediately like you're you're not a great person. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. I I will say like cause there was like actually a lot of famous people that were in in the circle of um, Frederick Frederick. Uh, there's obviously Captain uh, John Brown, very famous, yeah. controversial historic figure. He's either known as the the America's first abolitionist. Um, really. I mean, he's not first abolitionist, abolitionist but he, he was. No, he's he's either the first terrorist, the first American terrorist, or he's a very prominent um, abolitionist. So there's a huge argument between historians what this man places in society because he fought for the north but then he fought against the people that were forced slavery like literally tearing up a town with his two sons who, who both died in the fight but but Franklin does and him were like best friends they're BFFs they had the utmost respect for each other yeah. and they meet in secret at night just to discuss the the uh, the situation in the town they were in and across the country as a whole and it was Frederick Douglass who kept telling John Brown not to go crazy and like start killing people, and he wanted to so badly. Well, I mean, he so did badly <laughs> he did but, a bunch but of to people. keep him, yeah. to, to keep him on his reign. If it wasn't for Frederick Douglass, he would have done it sooner, and probably more people. Oh, just so you know, John Brown is a white guy. So if everybody's not familiar with oh, yeah, his yeah. name, he's, he's he's a white guy. He's a white person. Yeah, he's Captain John Brown. He's a white white military. He was in the army. He's a white army captain. And then um, another one was the the founder of Tuskegee. He's a, he was an opponent of Frederick Douglass as well, as well um, which is um, uh, George Washington Carver. He was a proponent against um, Frederick Douglass. He disagreed with him a lot. So yeah, yeah, they just I mean they they both wanted the same things. They just had different they different, had different ideas on how to do it. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's kind of like with uh, with Malcolm X and uh, Martin Luther King. Like they both wanted. Pretty much the same thing. Just went about it two different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One was peaceful. The other ones by any for any means necessary. <clears throat> so yeah, we're going off on the that here, but um, I hit you tangent. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, so, excuse me. I was going to say back to gaming. It's, so it's the time. A, a milestone game just came back out yesterday. It was yesterday or today. Goldeneye 64 or Goldeneye 007, which originally released on the Nintendo 64, got re-released with its original like super latent polygonal fucking graphics with all its glitches and everything. The thing is, it's what's kind of messed up is that on the Switch, because it's also on the Switch, it's on the Switch and it's on the Xbox, but it's not available for the PlayStation. On the Switch, it's a, it, it has multiplayer. So you can play multiplayer via online. On the Xbox, you cannot. You can only play split screen, four screen. So <laughs> that's hilarious. 
it's super weird, but I mean, people are still eating it up, still playing it. If you have Game Pass, it is on Game Pass, available now on the Xbox. And then Switch, I think it's like a couple bucks or something. You can Do play. they have an updated version? Like, can you like switch between like old school version and like upgraded version or upgraded graphic version for the game? No, no. the only version that I know that has like HD or or literally. Uh, I think 1080p, not even 4K, is there's a there's a project on Steam. I guess you can buy the game on Steam with updated graphics because, like, a team of people put it back together and updated the code. But that's the only version I'm aware of you can do that. I don't think you can play, like, an HD version of uh, GoldenEye. It'd be nice, but so far I don't think there is. You know what's crazy is that, you know, GoldenEye doesn't get enough credit. Um for modern gaming it really is like the first first person shooter that worked generally on a console and everybody makes fun <laughs> of the fucking n64 controller but listen what? without the n64 controller you would not have first person shooters on consoles all right True. that that thumbstick that they had that shit mm-hmm. worked and it was before anybody else had that shit um and it was it was very obviously they they refined it you know more from you know decade to decade and generation to generation but Man, that back in the day it worked and it worked well, and we've just kind of grown um, since then. So shout out to Nintendo and GoldenEye for just changing the gaming world. Oh yeah, shout out to Rare, the yeah. the developer of the game, because everyone was giving them so much shit that a four-person split-screen game, a first-person shooter, and four four-player split-screen would not work on any console ever until like technology caught up with them in Rare broke everything uh, well i mean they had four player you know split screen games before i mean for what like at that racing time? games yeah yeah they had you know mario kart was already out uh fucking oh first no i said four person i added first person shooter oh okay well i mean yeah because at F- that time zero has been i was out for a long time yeah, that, oh, oh, sorry, that's that's i was like yeah, what's yeah. the game yeah but it, they was... did they did do split screen yeah, yeah, but first person shooter, there's fourth player split screen, but not first. I added first, I specifically said first person shooter because well, nobody yeah, else was before. Because I mean, they're just first person shooters before that game just didn't work on consoles because they, mm-hmm. they they were missing that fucking analog controller. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, yeah, aiming with the, with the with the uh analog controller sucked. You the, the up, down, left, right buttons, like even playing fighting games suck. I mean, you could do it, yeah. but like it's like you either could. way. You have I, the I thought it mistake. sucked. I thought it sucked using the <laughs> fighting games, but driving and first-person shooters on the N64 worked perfectly. It was so good. It was so great, especially like even with their um, Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark was fucking amazing on that shit. So I wonder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think. Oh, I uh, guess. Uh, I He's not here, but I'm going to talk about it really quickly. Monster Hunter Rise. So Monster Hunter Rise, it's on the Xbox and the PlayStation, uh, both families of them on each each side. And uh, it was originally on the Switch, but when you play the game, you can tell that it was a Switch game because the graphics aren't really been upgraded for current generation of consoles. Like, it feel, it looks like a Switch game. I'm like, oh. Like, this doesn't look like, you know, Super Polish. Compared to, like, Monster Hunter World or anything else out there, it's like, oh, this feels like this was, like, just ported over 
I mean, the game's still fun. It's still Monster Hunter, but there's still some people are saying that it feels like it's a little too easy because you can do these like, um, uh, what's that? The uh, the one game from Capcom? Oh, uh, Bionic Commando, where you can like oh, through yeah. light, yeah. So you can do that kind of motion where you can just shoot out not your arm, but you shoot out like this little web swing kind of thing, and you can do it and just come across the monster, cut their heads and whatnot. And people are saying it's a little too too easy. I mean, I played a bunch. I haven't played a whole lot. I played like maybe 20 hours in it. I mean, I haven't phoned it. I love Monster Hunter, but it does feel like it's a little simplistic compared to some of the other Monster Hunters. But so far, I'm enjoying it. I'm not that far. I'm still like Hunter rank like three or something. So the one thing that sucks is it's not cross-platform. It is cross-generational. So people who are on the PlayStation 4 can play people on PlayStation 5. People on Xbox Series X and S can play people on the uh, the one, or and its variations. So you can't play with Xbox versus PlayStation, except for I think on Xbox you can play with PC players, but that's it. So, well, you know me, I don't do Monster Hunter games because the UI is too fucking messy. Yeah, it's fucking great. <laughs> so, that's, I mean, they changed a lot of stuff now. There's there's a lot less stuff compared to the previous Monster Hunter. So, I mean, I'm going to keep playing because I like Monster Hunter. It's it's a lot more fun playing with other people, though. Playing with randoms is weird. A lot of people don't fucking talk. So, oh. But, yeah. All right. Uh, where do you guys want to go? We got, There's more to talk about. <laughs> we go super crazy. One thing, I was just thinking of something. So, you guys, I was just thinking, what's the... the like a game on the a game that had the worst boss, like the most fucked up storyline at the end with uh, Double Dragon. Because I remember like back in the day playing with like on the Nintendo with my like my friend's house. I spent night over there. We, we were playing Double Dragon all fucking night long, trying to get to the end, and we finally did. Like the last boss is you have to fight against the other player to win the girl. And I was always <laughs> yeah. that's actually awesome. I was like, dude, that was so fucked up. That's awesome. That's so fucked up. You had to like fight your friend to. To win the game and like it depend on who had the most life left really or who fucking win but that was that was a good like twist for i remember game. playing that game so much that i figured out how to like there was a glitch you can do to like get like a glitch like melee weapon for double dragon you remember that shit oh no, really really oh, let me, let me look at it and make sure i'm not tripping here <clears throat> also but, i saw recently i'm not sure I, I i need to fact check this but there was something that like if you, I, I gotta look it up because there, there's something that said that if you ha, if you played Super Mario Brothers and you took out the game and then stuck in um some other game like uh some racing game that it unlocked more levels, but uh, I don't know how true that shit is. Uh, that sounds. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff that is coming out later about like hidden Easter eggs in games. Like there's one like apparently you can continue in Super Mario Brothers after you die. Like you can go back into your where you originally died at. Oh, I heard there's some stuff that people are finding out. Like, you can kind of do that. There's one where you can go. I guess there's this glitch, not a glitch, but there's a mechanic where you can go from the first level to the boss and one, like, two moves. Like, you go through two portals and then it'll take you to the boss in Mario Brothers. I think the first one, some guy did it on TikTok. He's like, he's like, I don't believe this happens. It's true. So he does it. And when he does, he like drops his controller. He's like, what the fuck? awesome i gotta look that up because i know you can like know there's warp tubes and like yeah but there's one i guess there's a warp tube you gotta go to 
There's a part where you got to go, like, you know, when you break the ceiling and go up top and you run through, he does one of those, and there's just, like, this weird thing he does and takes you directly to the boss. He gets there in, like, I don't know, a minute. He, like, loses his shit. Yeah, so if you look up the uh, Double Dragon golf golf club glitch, I used to know how to do this in Double Dragon. So, yeah. It's basically, it's like, it's like the easiest way to be like the last guys. Or to be basically anybody. Yeah. Didn't know. But I just knew the beginning was messed up because like in the very first second, they punch the girlfriend in the stomach. And she just not, and they pick her up and take her off. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, we lost Blue? I guess so. The Blue went to go verify <laughs> some Super Mario stuff. She's like, oh, let me go see this real quick. Super wild. But uh, I guess to answer his question, I'm not sure. There's a lot of fucked up bosses out there. Especially ones from, like, older games that were, like... I remember playing Bubble Bobble, and the final boss was fucking... He was a fucking asshole. Like, what the fuck? Like, you had to do some super weird shit just to beat the boss. Like, shit that felt like you were cheating just to beat the boss. (laughs) I gotta say, one of the memorable bosses for me um, is the original boss in... Metal Gear? Uh, Metal Gear, Metal Gear, yeah. Because when you beat her, there's like in the background, it's playing like this badass like soul song, like this <laughs> the Snake Eater song. And I was just, and it's fucking sad that you have to like kill her. And she had like this badass like stripped down M16 that was fucking dope because it had like a, a double beta mag and like no fucking stock, and it was just badass. Yeah, I, that was like that was an, a really memorable boss for me. That was kind of like an interesting boss, and yeah. yeah. There's a lot of crazy stuff out there. I remember, uh, what's the game that I have? Uh, Dark, not Darkness Falls, but it's uh, Sanity's Requiem. Um, shit. Oh, Eternal Darkness. That's what it was. That one had a weird ass fucking ending because it was like, what the fuck? Like you have to fight your dead ancestor at the end. I was all like, right. what the hell? Yeah, because like you do all this stuff, so your ancestor is your guide. And what he does, he manipulates you into using, like, old demonic, like, witchcraft to bring him back. And then when you get to the uh, final level, you realize, like, you don't want to bring him back. Because when he did over his lifetimes, because he's able to bring himself back over time and, like, kill people or eat them or whatever. You found out your answer is kind of an asshole. So you have to fight him to bring not bring him back to full strength. Yeah. It was super wild. It was a super crazy fucking game. It was very unique too. It's like I was like, "What the fuck?" But yeah, I remember that one being weird. Um, I haven't beaten Death Stranding, but I'm sure that one has oh, a weird that, that game is fucked. Oh, you'll see. That game is fucked up. So, yeah, I'm, I'm on. Cha- I, I'm past. I'm back. Yeah, we know. Did you go test it out or no? Yeah, I went. It didn't work, dude. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I finished no. chapter three. I think I'm on chapter four of Death Stranding. I think so. I I'm pretty things. far. I'm pretty far in, but I don't remember how to play. I don't remember none of that. That's stuff. what he said. That's why I, I keep saying, like, <laughs> somebody steal the idea from me, please. Like, it's free. All right, just have a goddamn old guy, an old person mode where if you haven't played a game for, like, I don't know, a couple of weeks, or you just go through a quick tutorial on how to fucking play the game to, like, where you're at, how to use all the moves, like, where you're at. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I have, like, a large library of games and some games i just kind of stopped playing and i like to get back into them but also oh, yeah. kind of forgot how to fucking play them so <laughs> yeah the only game i've seen that kind of does that is um 
is Gears of War four and five they do that. And I think Titanfall does it, but I haven't played that in so long. Oh, Titanfall does it that. Titanfall has a training room where you're able to go back in and do like the the four main steps. So it's the same kind of thing. But a lot of games don't do that though. Yeah. So. I mean most games don't. So ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the games don't do that at all. Yeah. Oh, Halo Infinite does it too. They have a training room that you you're supposed to do if you want to get an achievement. You have to do the training. Well, it and you're able like, to go back to it. It should be. It shouldn't even be a training room. What it should be is the the system should recognize you haven't played this game for like you know X amount of days. Prop, I would say thirty. Mm-hmm. You haven't played the game in thirty yeah. days. As soon as you turn back on, it should be like, hey, would you like to go? Would you like to refamiliarize yourself with the, with the game mechanics again? And then it's separate from the game. And then once you're mm-hmm. done refamiliarizing yourself, then you can jump back into the game. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I... training rooms are kind of the same. Like when you're at the, the start menu, it gives you the choices. And one of them is training room. You just select your training. You go back to it. And you're like, okay, I remember how to do this. And then you go back to resume. So, yeah, but like I don't know, you gotta get reconfigured. You gotta get comfortable with controls again. So you go like to back down to like basic one. Because I know like with uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, um, Fireball Goes West. Like I was, I was getting heavy into the game, but then my son was born. I haven't played it since. Like, and I just made it to like the West Coast. But um, oh, dude. yeah, dude. like I, I, I want to pick that game back up. But it's like, dude, I, don't, I don't even know how to use the weapons anymore at this point. I'll jump back yeah. in here, like, okay, what the fuck does this do? Dude, that's so good, dude. I'm two, I'm two trophies away from platinum on that game, and they're like semi easy kind of platforms. One of them, I gotta win one of the the chess games. I forgot the name of the the game, the one with the creatures you guys oh. play with. Yeah, with the little wooden blocks, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I have to win a race because I've already won a race because I didn't know what it was. I had to win one more and platinum, easy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all I need to do. But yeah, and there's supposed to be DLC for that, but it's uh, next gen only later on this year. So that's gonna fuck me up because I don't have PS5. So. It's not next gen anymore. Stop saying it on Ninja. It's current gen. It's next gen. It's current gen. Far, I, don't, I don't care what it's you current say. Current gen. Stop it. As long as as Get long as help. both of us stop. As long as, as long as both of us <laughs> are <laughs> right now, it is going to be next gen. Yeah, it's current gen, man. It's current gen. I had next this argument yeah, well, the other day. Someone was talking about how they were mad about the PS5 not having not having next gen features. I'm like, bitch, it's current gen. First of all, so that's the end of it. There's no more argument. It's current gen. <laughs> Like, don't don't be mad that it doesn't have fucking 16 or fucking 25, whatever, how many, many gigs of RAM you want it to have. It's current mm-hmm. gen. It's not next yeah. gen. Next gen will be the fucking, the next Xbox, the next fucking Nintendo whatever, and the next PlayStation. But for now, it's been out for years. It's current gen. It's been out, it's been out since three, going on three years. Yeah. We're two months into 2023, so about three years. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Here he is. B boy in the chat was talking about Hi Fi Rush. I have not played play Hi Fi Rush yet. Uh, it's on Game Pass, so uh, Chronos, you should be able to access it on your Steam. Your Steam. Well, is that the, uh, the, oh, okay? So go ahead, Blue. I'll talk about. No, it. I was gonna say is that that's the Game Boy. like Rick, where you're like uh, rollerblading and doing graffiti, right? Kinda. It's not Jet Set Radio. <laughs> what yeah, it is? Jet Set Radio is a great game. It looks like <laughs> Jet Set Radio, but instead of that's like, what it was, yeah. Spray painting, you're doing like rhythm, you're doing like rhythm tapping to fight. So, so it does like, like you rap, up, rap up, pop up. kinda, but it's rap like more rapper. fluid, I guess. Power rapper, yeah, I guess <laughs> more fluid in order to hit like certain combos and stuff. I don't have the game yet. I watched some of the 
some gameplay. It looks like fucking a... wild. No, it's but like it's on Game Pass. I gotta, I gotta remember the name of the game because it's on my my Steam Deck. There's a game. It's called. Hold on. Hopefully, it's not dead because I haven't played it in a while. You haven't played your Steam Deck in a while? No, I mean like probably like a week or two. Uh, metal Metal Hairs Metal Hailsing Metal Hellsinger. Have you all heard of that one before? That sounds familiar. It's it's like this game where it's a first person shooter. Yeah, it's like uh, (laughs) it's basically it's like Doom, but you if you do everything to the beat of like the song that's playing first, like you do more damage. Second, it adds more layers into the song. (laughs) So it's like Uh, it's and it's all metal. Yeah, and so it's a it's a really fun game to play. So like if you suck at the game, like you never even get vocals in the fucking metal song. But if you're good at it, like doing everything, like shooting on the beat, like moving to the beat. Then it adds like layers into the song. Like first, it's just like the, like the drum beat, and then if you do like a four times multiplier, you get like the, the rhythm guitar, and then you do better, then you get like you know the, the lead guitar. You do them better, then you get the vocals in. So yeah, it it's it's fucking it's dope, and it's and it's all rhythm based. Yeah, so I have yet to try the game. I'm probably gonna uninstall um, High on Life as much as I liked it. Uh, I'm not trying to like. I mean, I already well, when you're got done, the you're game. Done. Like, there's no. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I mean, I can go back and get more achievements or whatnot, but it's like I'm done. I can uninstall it now, and I can do Hi-Fi Rush because it's getting a lot of accolades already. People are loving it. Um, I saw some of the stuff. It looked fucking cool. Um, it reminded me of Jet Set Radio because I love that game. I th- I used to have it. Someone stole it from me. <laughs> fucking jerks. But, I had that shit on yeah. my uh, my Dreamcast. Oh yeah, I had I had the Xbox version. It wasn't the same, but it was still pretty cool. Holy shit. Hold on. An <laughs> older married guy with kids older than, than me, he's got a fucking PS5. And he's got fucking twins. I, yeah, I have an Xbox Series X, X instead, though. So, there you go. That's how I might be able to play all these Game Pass games, because I have the Series X. And they're able to play, like, High on Life, which is exclusive to the Series X. Well, no. exclusive to Game Pass, I guess. So I was going to so. say, because I, I play it on my Steam Deck. Beat the whole game yeah, on my Steam Deck. It's exclusive to Game Pass, but there's more games coming. I didn't play it on the game. It's not exclusive to Game Pass, because it's on Steam. It's on Steam? I yeah. thought it was just on Game Pass. No. I don't know. Okay. I mean, it's the same. I mean, it's a slippery slope, because people sit, talk about how, you know, Forspoken is... A PS5 exclusive, but it's not. It's on fucking PC. Yeah, it's on the so. PC. Yeah, I was about to say, oh, well, I thought it released on PC, like, same, literally same day. So, yeah, and then, like, Last of Us is now on PC now, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's, there, like, a bunch of, ex, uh, I'm sorry, PlayStation exclusives are ending up on... On PC, yeah, because yeah. Unch- Uncharted is supposed to be on PC. I don't know if it's out or it's coming, one of the two, like, real soon, so. And that's, like, Sony's flagship one of their flagship series, so. And I assume God of War make... probably be on PC. It already is. Does Sony still make uh, laptops or computers? Sony? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they do. Oh. They're pretty expensive, but. The v- Vinos or whatever? Vio. Yeah, the Sony yeah. Vio. I mean, the, so when they sold the Vio, they're all purple. Like, the exterior is purple. <laughs> Back in the day. Like, yeah. yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Why is there a purple laptop? Got to be different. I guess so. I just thought it was funny. Man, Gateway had the fucking whole cow thing. Remember Gateway back in the day? <laughs> uh, dude, I remember oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember everyone's Gateway fucking broke within like three months. <laughs> yeah. Something happened. Either, there was either memory errors or like a hard drive error. Those are the two big things. 
pretty funny. Yeah. Do you remember when uh, uh when Max released the the iMac with the different colors and stuff like that? Like everybody's all, Ooh, oh my yeah. god, they're thinking they're thinking outside the box. <laughs> yeah, you just uh, have a monitor with keyboard. So, uh, peak colors. Prodigy's not in here, but we got to kind of talk about because it was all the rage last Thursday. So, uh, Eminem announced that they're discontinuing their spokes candies, and they've been around for like. Ten, maybe 50 or longer maybe longer and uh they're going to be replaced by maya rudolph and all this kind of stemmed from like this huge like debate on like fox news and the Tuck- tucker carlson show i don't even know the name of the show where they I couldn't mean, figure out it like, <laughs> yeah it all started because they they, they they changed the the, the character the cart one of the characters i guess all the characters changed their shoes that's what it comes down to because the green Eminem has oh, like high heels shoes two on women. they switch over to sneakers. The two girl Eminems, they changed the green one who was a girl, they changed her like heels to sneakers and changed the black one, the dark chocolate one, they changed her to like heeled boots and Tucker Carlson lost it. And he went on like some campaign. There's like some weird ass campaign. You think I'm kidding? Go on YouTube. Actually, I think we posted it on fucking our site, but you can literally look at Tucker Carlson and Eminem and him crying about he doesn't know which sex is which. And I there's mean, really so, uh, a roundtable discussion on like Fox News about which Eminem's they should be representing, why this is appropriate, why are we doing this? Like, what the fuck? I feel bad for that guy because he's like, he seems like a really just repressed guy. And <laughs> like, it, honestly, if, if your whole thing is like, first of all, noticing that the that Eminem's change shoes. Um, mm-hmm. that's not something you should be noticing. I don't, I don't really take stock of any candy fake character doing anything in life. Cause I'm an adult. The only time I might notice it, might notice it is if my kid tells me and then guess what? I still don't give a fuck cause it's shit. I don't really generally <laughs> consume and it doesn't really have anything to do with like anything. Uh, yeah, I don't understand why him and like all these conservatives, it just shows like how repressed they are. They have to like cling on to these things that have nothing to do with fucking anything, but you know they just—I don't know—they just they, like I said, they're just re- these repressed people that don't know how oh, to deal oh, with life, and it's not even real life. It's just oh, that's shit. interesting. They're animated. They're animated candies. On top of that, I guess the purple one is supposed to be trans, and there's another one that's oh, supposed God. to be like. Ah, it's like I mean, they, this, again, doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah, matter. It, 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 it should matter. But they're freaking out, freaking out. And so now Eminem backpedaled and like we're gonna replace our spokespeople or our spokes candies with Maya Rudolph. Don't get me wrong, Maya Rudolph is fucking great. She's hilarious. She's such a great comedian. She's a good actress. But I mean, the spokes candies, they're like kind of like a staple. I'm pretty sure they have their own well, game. Yeah, they do. So, so this is crazy. So I'm looking at the, the the people who do the voices of the characters. So first of all, um, the early black and white ad for the candy was in 1954, where they kind of had like the characters there, but then like they weren't fully colored. Uh, wasn't until like uh, 1984 they they used CGI. Yeah, because it was black and white. <laughs> but uh, so <clears throat> so the red the red Eminem was voiced by John Lovitz. Oh. Uh, for a while, then it was picked up by Billy West, which I think that's the voice of Fry, right? John Lovitz is like a bunch of people. Yeah, John Lovitz. No, no, Bill, Billy West. 
I thought Billy was. He's, he's the voice of uh, Fry from uh, Futurama. Yes, but he's also the voice of like, a lot of people. A lot of uh, yeah, a whole bunch of characters. Uh, let's see. So for the Yellow M&M, originally it was John Goodman. Oh shit! Cool. Then it was uh, then it was J.K. Simmons, which I think is pretty dope. Yeah. Oh, um, he was, oh, that's awesome. He, he does it now. That's yeah, he does the voice. Well, of not, him no now. More. not no more. Not no more. But not anymore. Uh, uh, Cree Summer does the voice of the Green M&M. That wow. makes that makes so Cree much Summers sense. Which makes sense because she's yeah does everything, and she's um, still quite attractive. So wow, nice. this one's shocking. Uh, Vanessa Williams does the Miss Brown or the Brown Eminem. Oh, the most because she's not, the most recent. I did not know that she's the most recent one, though. So I get it. Uh, purple is Amber Ruffin, uh, Carmel right. is David Cross, and then Pretzel <laughs> Guy is that uh, makes so much sense. that's hilarious. I don't know, I don't know how to pass this guy's name. Wait, who? But he's What's the voice of Pinky in the Brain. It's uh, oh, Maurice oh. La Mars Marchi. So that guy, that guy's hilarious. So what he used to do for Nerdist, he would do like a roundtable thing during the pandemic. So they would be in the studio, be him and another voice actor. What they would do is they would read like serious lines from like movies in their cartoon voices. So he'd have guest stars. They would like read the lines from like, um, like Die Hard or something. And they would read it as Pink in the Brain and some other like character. And they would do that oh, yeah, for like... Yeah. It was fucking hilarious. It was so funny. Like when they were reading it, they would start laughing because and they couldn't finish the scene because they're laughing so hard. That shit was so fucking funny. Dude, that's like uh the guy who does the voice of uh uh Kratos from uh God of War who when he does the dad jokes. Yeah, that shit yeah. is fucking hilarious. So you gotta do yourself a favor, look up Judge. uh Kratos, yeah, Christopher Judge dad jokes. They're fucking hilarious. But um yeah, I remember one of my favorite commercials for Eminem commercial is when when they introduced the brown Eminem, and uh, yellow and red came to a party and like they saw the brown Eminem, they're like, "Oh, that's it's that kind of party." He, like takes off his candy shell and he's like flipping over his head and that yeah, song, really uh, um, and it. I know it plays in the background. It's just fucking funny, dude. Yeah, that was a great commercial. Uh, oh god, the green had See, the all, green all these... Eminem had two actresses, Chris Summer and Larissa Murray. Why does Larissa mm. Murray sound familiar? That sounds very familiar. This is person. Let me yeah. look up her up real quick. But yeah, like the Eminem commercials, they're it's all they were all, all out of fun. I mean, they wanted to just because before she started with red and yellow, and then they added more characters, and it just mm-hmm. kind of added to the lore. I mean, the candies are in multicolored, so why can't they they have more multicolored so characters? We we can't have nice things because of racism. Yeah, yeah. Racist white people. <laughs> or or because or or repressed white people. <laughs> What's also racist white people? True. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird that they. I mean, the joke around Twitter was that because Tucker Carlson couldn't figure out which Eminem he wanted to fuck, he became confused and started to rant on a show about it. <laughs> he's he's probably the the guy in the bathroom at a truck stop. Like, oh, like, I'm like, I just go to truck stop bathrooms. <laughs> All bad, dude. I wonder how many M and M's Tucker Carlson puts up his ass every night, and if they're God if they're damn. peanuts or almonds or just plain M and M's. You know, it's got to be peanuts. So you can just squirt them right back out. Just pop, That's what pop, I'm thinking. Pop. Yeah, yeah, it's a peanuts. You can feel them go in, and you can yeah. shoot them right back out. <laughs> right, because after you, your asshole absorbs the chocolate, you get the peanut and just. <laughs> 
<laughs> right back out. That's that kind of guy. I'm just saying. He does weird shit like that. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not surprised in the least. And there you go, Prodigy. That was for you. Because I know you wanted to talk about it, but we're going to do it without you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got to come right, I'm going to actually take. Go ahead. Oh, wait. Go ahead. No, no. You go ahead. No, I was going to take the will for a little bit. So, um,. I kind of wanted to jump into a little bit of DC stuff. Uh, there's two oh, things yeah, I checked yeah. out recently. So uh, on HBO Plus, they just uh, posted up or they just have on there for streaming. Uh, Batman and Batman and Superman Battle of Super Sons. So we get an adaptation of uh, Super Sons. So we get uh, Damian Wayne and Connor Kent. Not Connor. No, uh, Jonathan Kent. Uh, Superman's son, which is his name. That's his dad. And we got to see them kind of... Uh, come together and save the world and overall the story and animation or i don't want to talk about the animation the, the story was really good i like the story you know we have uh john john can't you know he's just a regular kid thinks his parents are fucking dorks and stuff like that and then he discovers my dad superman which he did really good i thought they really did a really good job at that i mean this is a really spoiler i mean it's gonna it's it, we all know that superman has a son but uh really? no it, it really it it was really done. You know I thought it was done really too. well. I'm sorry, he's by. Yeah. Oh, that's later. So, <laughs> you know, you know, like, Superman has a daughter and a son. That's depending true. Depends on what story it, or on whatever who's, universe he's writing and what universe. Yeah, a daughter and a son. There's also a universe where he has two sons. Mm-hmm. Well, in uh, and Lois is Superman. He has two sons. He has uh, Jonathan and yeah, he has Jonathan and um, what's it, the one that's other, named after Blonde Kid, uh, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan's name is yeah, Jordan. His, uh, so they're both. So Jonathan is named after his Earth father, Jonathan. Jordan is named after Jor-El, his Kryptonian father. Interesting. I have, actually I have a friend who's that's on the son show. Name is Jor-El. Oh, uh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage names his son Jor-El. Oh yeah, Nick Cage is a huge Superman fan. But uh yeah, overall I thought the movie was really good. I mean, it's not up there, like still like uh Batman uh Under the Red Hood is one of my favorites because oh, it's that was like, so good. Holy shit, <laughs> like goddamn. But then also like Batman versus Batman versus his son. I think it's Batman versus or Batman and Son. That one's really good. But uh this one's good. It was fun to watch. I just have a problem with like they it's a CGI animation and it's just I don't know, it just doesn't fit right with this, like, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's the genre or if it's just, like, I don't, I don't know, like, Superman, like, there's a scene where Superman, or Clark, he looks over-swole, like, he's, his upper body's, like, bigger than his legs, like, it looks like he skipped leg day, and I'm like, this looks weird, like, he's disproportionate, but one, one funny thing is that, like, I, I posted in the chat, or in our uh, little group chat, is that, uh, Damien, this kid has a tight fucking fade, like the fade <laughs> on his head, like his little hairline and stuff, where it fades into like the longer hair. That shit was on point. Like I was like, wow, they really did a really good job of doing his hair. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't like CG animated. Like I don't. I just feel like this should have been like, because all I mean, exactly what is CGI? Like isn't like pretty much everything that like posted kind of CGI? But this one just. The graphics just were. I kind of took me away from it, but overall the story was still still pretty good. Um, one other thing I want to cover is that uh, oh, um, Chronos posted posted this up earlier, or at least let me let me know that it finally went live. Uh, Harley Quinn and Joker Sound Mind posted on Spotify this week. It's a seven episode long series. Um, uh, 
and I listened to all of it in one fucking day. They're like 20 minutes long. Well, it's it, only, it's, only it's two really out there, fucking right? good. Uh, no, all seven are posted. Oh shit! I only listened to two. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, all, yeah, yeah, all seven are there. But uh, it's it's really it's not as great as the uh, Batman on Barry because Batman on Barry had like crazy fucking shit happen. But you feel bad for Harley Quinn in this storyline and like the shit that she goes through. What like her meeting like the Mister J and like everything that's going on in Gotham. But there's a Harley Quinn has a theory about like what's going on in Gotham. And it makes you think like, whoa, is she is she fucking right? Like, it's all this crazy shit happening because of a certain reason. And I'm like, damn, like she and she even brings up like proof about it too. She's like she had like evidence and even um Bruce Wayne gets behind it. He's like, Yeah, then you know, I'm gonna give you some money and look into this and we'll see what happens. But like it's been a long range yeah, theory, this- you know, throughout Batman for a while. It's like what call what causes all these supervillains to be in this one spot? And it's Maybe because of one person. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, and that's it, been brought up. It's been brought up to him before, though, like numerous times. So. Oh yeah. But overall, I thought I thought it was really good. The uh, Chris, Chris Kristen Christina Ricci yeah. is the Yo. voice of Harley Quinn, and she doesn't she does a really good job. She doesn't do the whole like high pitch "Hey, Mister J" type voice. Like she just does like a really good Harley Quinn. Like she, we don't get, we don't get Harley Quinn. We get. Which is her name before she joins the Joker. So that's that's really cool. But she's she did a really good job and like the effects are there. Like uh some of the we get a, a couple of other back characters that are pretty good. The guy who does the voice of Batman or Bruce Wayne does a pretty good job. The voice uh, the guy of the Joker the was actually Joker, decent too, yeah. Especially like his laughs. His laughs are really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall it's really so we have a Spotify account, go check it out. After you check that out, check out Batman Unburied. And there's actually another one. Uh, there's a Batman... I can't think what it's called, but it's also on HBO Max. But it's a Batman audio series that you can listen to, which I... I, I have it on HBO Max, and I listen to, like, episode one and two. Uh, I think it's kind of it's kind of a spinoff of Batman the Animated Series. Uh, but uh, it kind of goes to a bunch of stories from that universe, and they actually have it on Spotify as well, so I'm listening to that also. But yeah, that's it for me. But yeah, check it out. Um, speaking of, uh, as B-Boy brought it up, speaking of, uh, DC, you, y'all see the announcements that, uh, their roadmap for DC for their new movies and TV shows? Have I announced I haven't seen the roadmap, but I heard Kevin Fahey, not Kevin Fahey, who was it? James Gunn? James Gunn, yeah. Yeah, it's Gunn. Talk about how, like, you know, we're gonna, we're trying to bring everything together, kind of like what, uh, Disney is doing with, uh, Marvel, having TV shows and games and movies kind of all tied together because right now dc it's 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 wild wild west so they made it stuff yeah. totally separate than their tv series versus their uh their uh, movies so the thing that got me was the games because so far to me i haven't seen any games on the disney side that linked to the mcu everyone thought avengers was going to and it didn't it was its own separate thing and so yeah with them linking games in because we we know we're supposed to get Suicide Squad this year. So there's rumors that it's supposed to tie into one of some of the movies. But on the map, it shows like the main core DC films, but then they everything else that's not within that was called Elseworlds. And it also lists like the end of the DCU and then it has like a reset in the middle of the fucking map like at the top of the map there's a reset with the, the slew of films that's about to end. So I guess they were saying that the 
upcoming Flash, uh, Shazam, which will be out in like two months, I think. It's April, I think. April or May. And then um, Aquaman 2, which will lead into like the new series. I guess Aquaman 2 will will lead into the reset, apparently. And then everything else that's outside of that will be like um, Joke, Joker Part 2, um, Batman, the newly announced Batman Part 2 by Matt Reeves. There's a couple other projects. Those will be Elseworlds. So they have like a very clear separation of what's what. As before, I mean, before they didn't. Before there was no clear distinction what was what. It was just kind of everywhere. Yeah. So. What it? I mean, the the flash. I want to say the flash did it first, but like the flash brought the TV universe and the Marvel. I mean, not Marvel. The, oh, the cinematic mm-hmm. universe together with the little. Flash meets meets Flash, which uh, Spider Man copied. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I mean, to be <laughs> honest, yeah, you you ain't lying. I mean, the Flash did it first. Um, also... Well, actually, the Flash did it before. Wait, wait, the Flash did it before the Flash because we got uh uh Garrett Get Gets Gretson because we got the original Flash from like the eighties, maybe nineties Flash. Yeah. So who, on the, the show, guy who plays his father, he does. So he, plays, he comes back as a Flash. He plays, he plays three different versions. Of of two of them are the same character, one of them is his dad. So in the original show he was Barry Allen. In this one he was, the, he, was he was Henry Allen. Then he plays um he plays uh uh Jay Garrett Flash, the so the yes. silver, Golden Age Silver Age Flash, and then he plays Elsewards and Elsewards Flash, like a flash that goes across different universes flash. But he's Jay Garrett still, so but in this one, we did have the movies meet the TV series in one spot where they're not really connected, but they still get to see each other. That shit was hilarious. It's like a three-minute scene, but it's fucking funny. It was awesome, though, at the same time. So, Speaking of which, I kind of got to concede a little bit on this. Normally, this does not happen on the podcast very often, but I'm going to have to pull back on what I had said podcast ago i want to say like a year or two ago and like re-agree with prodigy yeah i know a lot of you like saying what the fuck yeah yeah yeah, i know i know i get it but i'm gonna have to agree with prodigy on one item and it's about what blue would just brought up was the flash so on the flash so to bring it back to our podcast just a bit um prodigy had once said that the flash was a cosmic character and everybody jumped on him. They're like, ah, oh, what are you talking about? The Flash is just a Flash. He's not cosmic. He's not Silver Surfer. He's not, you know, Galactus or like Kang the Conqueror or anything like that. But I do understand that with, uh, at the time it was Rebirth. Rebirth, he was like kind of all over the place. He was going through different universes, but he was still kind of like his own kind of solo thing. And I wasn't reading the Flash at that time. However, uh, the TV show kind of brings up some of the stuff that Project I brought, brought up about one, the Speed Force, and these other forces that the Flash can either interact with or flat out can take control of or just manipulate. And they do that on the TV show. So now I kind of get what Prodigy was talking about, about these cosmic forces and how they affected the Flash or how he affected them. So I got to unfortunately give him props about 
what he was talking about from a couple of years ago. I want to say it's like two, three years ago. No, fuck that dude. The flashing, <laughs> out, yeah. <laughs> the flashing out the bro force. I'm just saying. Damn. Got the bro force. <laughs> I mean, I got. I'm gonna do this on the show before he's not here, so we'll see if he watches this night tonight's episode. Then he'll he'll be able to gloat next week, or he just won't won't even bring it up. I'm gonna say shit. He's he's, he's busy. He's busy. Letting down his ancestors by being sick on the first day of Black Year's Day month. I'm just saying. That's true. You know why? Because he's with the food. <laughs> a not a non African American food by that. So it's probably what got him sick. That's what he gets. Well, he could oh. be like the like the dude from um oh God, what's the name of that movie? The Don't Drink Your Juice in South Central while wait, don't be a menace to South Central while drink your juice in the hood. <laughs> the, the one black guy who's like he he fucks white chicks <laughs> just because oh. uh of his ancestors and Oh yeah, uh, just, I can't remember what he fucking said, but like he was like, "Yeah, I, I do white chicks to make up for stuff that happened to us or whatever." That's hell of a go. Um, <clears throat> can we talk about something else, kind of really quickly, because it's been burning for a little bit. I, I know we all we talked about it briefly in our private chat, but the Academy Awards got announced like last week. Okay, there's some pretty interesting um, nominations there. The one that I saw Wait. that. Like, what's the right. what's the Academy Awards about? Because I mean, we got the Grammys. I was about something. The Oscars about something. We got the the daytime what do you mean Emmys. About some and... things? What is the Emmys about? Like, what what does it cover? The Academy Awards. They cover movies. The Academy Awards. Movies, excellence in movies. Yeah. yeah, movies, documentaries, and animated films, or right. and or animated shorts. Long form movies. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I always get I get all those things confused. It's all good. All I know yeah. is Grammys about music. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the one thing that came up really big was um, uh, anything, uh, everything, everything everywhere, yeah. all, all at once. Yeah. That came up with the most nominations. And it's funny because it's, it's an indie film, but like the movie, I've seen the movie itself and I was blown away by the film. I saw it too. It's fantastic. I, I, gave, I gave it high praise. It was, so, it was so well done. It had literally everything. All the feels was in that movie. So they did the multi- was, they did the multiverse correct. Yeah, they did a good multiverse. I yeah. was I was super surprised. I was like, how is this movie gonna give me a multiverse that I'm going to be okay with? And it it did it did it. It made sense. Yeah, it made sense. It, it was it was comedic. It was sad. It was like heartfelt. It was it had action. They had kung fu with dildos. Like literally, some chick kills to do with the fucking dildo. Yeah, like, and, and guys were fighting with gigantic butt plugs. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. all right, that's where we're going now? Okay. Yeah, that's where they went. And it, and, and could it you, worked could, out. Could you imagine that's that's how you like unlock a fighting ability? You have to like stick no. a, a butt plug. Nope. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it worked in so many ways. Um I'm very I'm now. very I'm very, you know, kind of I wanna say prideful, but I'm very you know, uh, I can't say proud because I know I don't know the guy, but I'm I'm very elated that Key 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 Kwan, uh, he's Key nominated. Kwan. He's nominated for an Academy Award. He was away from Hollywood for 20 years. Apparently, something happened to him. I, I haven't. I, I've seen videos about it, but I haven't watched them yet. But something so happened to him. Like a physical thing? Like an no, there, there's a reason. There's a reason why he hasn't been in Hollywood for a while. But so I need the to reason like, I need to look it up. So the reason I saw that he left Hollywood is because he was not getting the roles that he felt were representative of him. He felt like they were very stereotypical okay. or or downright racist. Yeah. So he kind of he left he left Hollywood. 
And when he came back, um, when they offered him a role that he saw, I guess it was after Crazy Rich Asians, he was like, oh, Hollywood gets it now. Now I can be in films that are more representative of my people and my culture that gives substance. And he came back after all these years and knocks out a Golden Globe or no, he knocks out a Golden Globe nomination and an Oscar nomination after being away from Hollywood for like 20 years. And there's people who've been trying to chase that shit for fucking decades. And this dude comes out, hits a banger on that shit. Looks like uh, we're going to see him in Loki. Yeah, it says whatever yeah, uh, he was announced to be in Loki. That's cool. Yep. He was also he was a part of a stone coordination team for like a few movies. It just hasn't mm-hmm. played like an actual like acting role in in movies. Yeah, because he, he felt he felt like Hollywood didn't get it. They didn't get it right. And they did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I we yeah. did it. We, we've seen it. We've talked about. We've talked. You, uh, Cronus. I'm talking to you. You and Bunny Man have talked about it a few times about the fear of the yellow man. Yeah. And just like stereotypical roles, and when when Ki Kwan he when he saw um, Crazy Rich Asians, he got it. He's like, okay, I feel like now I can try to come back. And he didn't know what to do, and he he got the script, found out Michelle Yeoh was in it. He's like, all right, I'm gonna do it, and he did it, and boom, he's now at the Oscars, first year back. Like, dude, this is he's like I'm looking at the like uh his award announcements or nominees and he's got i mean a lot of more i think from uh everywhere sometimes something everywhere <laughs> everything <laughs> everywhere all at once how dare you <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a long fucking name for a title it is. but oh yeah it looked like he he won a, a lot of fucking awards it's kind of yeah cool, the movie's but... really good and he deserves every one i hope he does i hope either him or michelle yo get an oscar at least one of them it's also nominated for Best Picture. If it gets Best Picture, I'm cool with that, too. I think it's well-deserved. I've not seen the rest of the Best Picture um, films, except for Wakanda, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which is the first... or first Which or is second. now on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, it's it's nominated for an Oscar for Best Fucking Picture. We also got Angela Bassett, who's a phenomenal actress or actor. I'm not sure the PC term now, but she's nominated for Best Actress or Actor in the film, I guess. For the camera's actress. I mean, so the, I've seen the film. She does pull. She does pull a great. She's in the film a lot, and she has like some pretty good, has a very strong performance. So I yeah, get I'm gonna it. watch that after the podcast. But the it's budget for film. everything, everywhere, all at once was uh, it was fourteen million dollars. <sighs> yeah, yeah, they made that they <laughs> Yeah, small, I mean, it, but they didn't. I mean, right now, box office wise, it's only sitting at one hundred and five million. I wonder if this is. A, because right. it was, it's an indie film and didn't sit in a, a whole lot of um, theaters, but mm. when it was in theaters, people flocked to see it. I saw it when I saw it; it was a pretty good sized crowd, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" I saw the movie. Think... Wow! Oh, J- Jamie Lee Curtis. So, uh, D. Most... Nemesis. She's nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> most of that. Most of that budget <laughs> probably went straight to the actors because they do have a good top tier list of actresses in this. A great, they have a great set of actors and they, yeah. you know and they a lot of them are well known except for like the actress who plays the daughter i don't know who she is i've never seen her i didn't watch crazy rich asians but but michelle yo i knew i knew jamie lee curtis and i knew kikwan so uh, i went to for, see it i just i thought that the girl who played the daughter was also in uh harley quinn but that's just me being ignorant oh because I mean, the girl who the girl who steals the diamond from yeah, Harley Quinn, that girl's way younger. Yeah. Well, not just way younger, but she's I I just thought it was her because she's Asian. 
That's racist. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, there's also some other films that are on there, like Avatar. Even though Avatar's not nominated for Best Picture, it's nominated for Best uh, Special Effects or some shit. Um, I don't remember. There's like 10 Best Pictures. I haven't seen a lot of them. Uh, I know there's some controversy about one of the actresses that got nominated. Everyone's saying she shouldn't have not have not gotten nominated. I guess I don't know. I don't, I don't care that much, but the people that are nominated, I I get it. I hope they do well. So, did we did we talk about the 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 girl who got nominated for a Rath a Rathley the, the no. girl who's like twelve? Did we talk about the podcast yet? I don't know. No, no because they also pulled it. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That, I mean, the damage is kind of done. Like, if you heard that you were up for a rally and you're like 12 years old, I mean, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, I, I, I brought it up. So, the, the girl that was uh, the actress in Firestarter, I think it was. It is Firestarter. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, she was uh, nominated for a Razzie, which is, um, yeah, her name is uh, Ryan Kira Armstrong. And she's not even an adult. So, yeah, it's kind of. Kind of messed up, and they they pulled it after like some really quick backlash, a lot of really quick black backlash, and uh, yeah, I, I don't understand why they thought it was a good idea. They just like, it passed through multiple layers of people, and they thought it was a good idea, but obviously it was not. Yeah. And I, I know the Razzies are like fun, like fun humor stuff, making fun of like movies and stuff like that. But yeah, they kind of took it a little too far when they messed around because we've seen childhood actresses. Like get bullied online to the point where like they stop acting. Like um, oh, I can't think of that the name of the actress. There's somebody recently oh, Jake, that Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd is one of them. He got bullied so bad he left acting. Oh, that's the guy who played uh Anakin, Anakin right? Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's someone. There was someone recent too, or I guess not recent, but I don't think she was a child. But like uh, the actress who played the the Asian the Asian girl from Star Star Wars. Oh no, she just uh. Although she, I thought she like kind of, I guess you she just, just deleted her Twitter accounts and stuff like that because she was getting Kelly a bunch Marie, of backlash for stuff. You know, Kelly Marie Tran? No, she's still acting. She's in fact, she's in a an Apple or no a Facebook show that has her and um, uh, what's her name, Elizabeth Olsen in it. Well, they're in this weird like family kind of drama where she's like dating her sister, and her her it's like super it's like super messed up, but pretty interesting. But yeah. yeah, no. But Kelly Marie Tran is still acting. In fact, she's in um, Ryan the Last Dragon or whatnot, or Ryan the Dragon, the Disney film. She's the main actress in that. Oh, she does the voice of that character. She does the voice? She does the voice of the the character with the sword. The main. She's the main character. Ryan. It's her and Aquafina, and then uh, but if you look, there's two people. So actress in a supporting role, both of there's two people from Everything Everywhere all at once that are nominated, along with Angela Bassett. Like, well, I'm talking about like kids who were like, or kid, kid actors who was like bullied to like to the point where they stopped acting. I don't know. Even a lot of like regular actors, same thing where they get bullied into stuff and they kind of give up acting. There's somebody recently. I can't think of who it was, but I don't know. It's just fucked up. Like we can't like make fun of kids who are out there trying to do something because it's it's a hard craft, especially when it comes to kids. Like there's very Rule, there's a lot of rules and limitations for them, so a lot of times that, that shit kind of falls on the director, too. Oh, shit. I didn't, I wasn't paying attention. It looks like Avatar is nominated for Best Picture. 
That's interesting. But I really don't think it's going to win. Not when movies like... Uh, so, Blue, you saw Elvis and you hated this movie. I mean, I hated that fucking movie. Elvis. I mean... Uh, yeah. <laughs> but looks like uh, Avatar is nominated for Best Picture and so is Top Gun Maverick. That's I think Top Gun was good. Maverick yeah, was, was fucking good. dope. But the fact that he used a fucking another jet plane out the shield, that shit was a great. I was like, how the fuck you don't do that? But still, everything everywhere all at once. That's a great, that's yeah. a great film. It's a great film. Oh, so Wakanda Forever is not nominated for Best Picture, but it is nominated for other a couple other um categories. One being best supporting actress or best actress. So Well I think some other temp some other like technical kind of stuff so yeah like visual effects stuff like that so can we get to the real shit now uh go ahead yeah what everybody else that's listening to this podcast wants us to talk about the last Titty? of us oh oh yeah oh yeah but, i mean <laughs> we've been what a couple hours now Damn. Right? yeah and and uh, yeah. so not talk about the last of us we two go episodes ahead. have come out since our last podcast um, first of all, sorry about missing the last podcast. It was my fault. Uh, my kid was sick and it was just me cause Kay was on a business trip. Uh, <clears throat> but the last of us, holy shit. They are redefining, uh, what a TV, adapt- what a TV ad- adaptation should be. And they've made a bunch of changes in the show that are different from the game that are meaningful, they're well thought out, and they are fucking fantastic. Every single last one of them that I've seen so far, I agree with. Let's start with <clears throat> episode two, because we'll talk about episode three, because episode three is something something fucking special. Bad. Episode three, of the, I'll just give a premise. Episode three of The Last of Us um, was one of the best episodes that I've seen of anything fucking ever literally but let's go to episode two so do y'all remember what episode how episode two started uh let me think episode two with uh ellie and she wakes up from sleeping after she showed them that she was bit and yeah yeah so yeah but uh just just from a from a filming aspect is that when she so she, they wake up and they're like I'm not, i don't think they're in a mall or anything but she's like waking up and she's like in a little grassy field area which i thought was cool but then like like as it as it panned out like she's inside of like an abandoned building yeah. but here she is like there's all this death around but we have her just kind of laying in this little patch of grass which just happened to grow in a certain area i thought that was kind of really cool cool and then we, we pan out and like joe and uh is it was it test right that's the girl yeah, that was with them test. yeah it's him and test. yeah and they're kind of hanging out in this one spot, but uh, because for me, I never played a game, so I don't know what the fuck is going to happen next. And for me, I'm loving the show just because it's super thrilling. But no, oh wait, the opening part of the show was that um, we're in it's, was it Thailand or we're no, somewhere? It's uh, Singapore, I think, or Bangladesh is Singapore or something like that. Where we have like uh, this one woman, she's just kind of doing her thing, and like please showed up. It's like, hey, are you such and such? come with us and then we got to see we got to see, we got to see the not the first person that but the first maybe second wave of people being affected and we could see like how the plants are growing in in their bodies and um are the fungus so they're not plants or fungus this 
blue um was not in the game at all show my beer anyway um that whole part was jakarta is killer frost is saying um which mm-hmm. okay this th- that but- whole scene was not in the game and this is another one of the changes in the in the show that I really like because it expands upon the the actual game is like them showing that you know giving hints to what led up to the uh, the pandemic really like the end of the world. The, I'm yeah. about to say the the collapse. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, the collapse of the world and like showing how fucking serious it was and how people knew how serious it was. So anyway, go ahead and tell the rest. Well, what's crazy is because, like, the first episode, we got a little snippet of, like, oh, yeah, this, if this one fungus, because of climate change and stuff like that, it's going to get used to, to higher temperatures where it will eventually be able to adapt in the human body. And then we get to see this fucking shit go down. And as one scientist, it's like, uh, can I, can I, can I go now? And, like, she just sit down in the room. And the guy comes over. It's like, hey, you know, can we find a cure? Is there, like, some kind of vaccine or something? She's like, no, there's only one fucking vaccine for this. And she said, dropping bombs. Like literally just wiping out fucking people, which I was like, God damn, they fucking went there. Like she just she started tearing up because she knew that that's the only way to get rid of this this fungus growth and stuff. Basically, kill off all the people. Then we jump into the show, which I was like, Holy shit, what the fuck are you guys doing to me? My fucking emotions. I'm fucking panic mm-hmm. attacks. <laughs> oh, I'm but, gonna tell you, what, it's gonna get worse. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, so and if there's a lot of us too, it's gonna get way worse. <laughs> yeah, way worse. Oh boy, way fucking you worse. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. I'm, I'm really glad I didn't play the game just because, like, I don't know what the fuck is gonna happen next. Well, like, honestly, like, play the game now. Like, it, it's making me. I mean, there's already been like a 300 percent increase on the in the game sales since the the show came out, and it actually has me going back to want to play the game again because of the the changes they made. So, like. We'll talk about the third episode in a little bit, but there's like a character in the third episode where I was like, I remember the character, but I don't remember like all the shit happening. And it was the, the significant change from the game, but I liked the change. Anyway, back to episode two. Um, there was like a lot of things that both Blue and Prodigy caught that I didn't from both of those two episodes. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and one of them was the fact that... Um, well, I guess it, they talk about it in episode three, so I'll wait episode three to talk about that. Um, but yeah, in, in episode two with the, with that lady, like all that backstory was so important for the the total story, and I think it was just like really some of the puzzle pieces that they that could have been put in there that was really nice. And then also like Joel um, and Tess like really coming to grips with you know this person. Um, maybe, maybe, perhaps being like the the savior of all mankind, and and Tess is like a is a true believer, and and Joel is not. He's just like I don't believe that she got bit, and she's just okay, and you know she's gonna turn eventually, and fuck all that shit. She was gonna kill her, like immediately, and then Tess yeah. was the one like, that, that that calmed him down. Go ahead. Yeah, with Tess, she was like, "Yeah, look, like this is the one. This is the one. Like this one is really happening." And uh, Joe was like, "Yo, we've heard this shit before. Like, like you can tell, like there was there's been times where they thought they found a cure or whatever, and the shit just goes back to shit basically." And Joe was like, "I'm, I'm done with this. Like, fuck it. She she's been bitten. Take, let's just fucking kill it. Take her out." Yeah, and for and for Tess to take that chance, like it was really cool. And like when you're and when you're playing the game. Um, that is a little bit more condensed, obviously. And what's interesting, one of the things that I like about uh, the differences between the game and the and the show 
is that in a game it's like it's really action packed, but in the in the show you can't really do that because people are are real. Um, one of the things that I really liked about the show is that they have persistent damage um, in the show. So when somebody gets hurt, like they're hurt, and it's not like they you can't mm-hmm. in, in a game you can like you know get a medicate uh, <laughs> and like bandage up yeah, and you're okay. Yeah. In the show you don't do that, and there's like subtle hints to that you know to like people taking persistent damage. Um, that is that is really really important, um, and you know for you know Tess, Joel, and Ellie, like finding their way out of the uh, the, the QZ and like getting out to like where they need to be, uh, was in, was important. And like it, what's crazy is like they're literally like there's frame for frame shots from the game and the show, mm-hmm. and it's it's weird to like see and like weird to like hear them talking about because like. Later on the episode, after the 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 lady in Jakarta talked about just bomb the city, um, they're walking out through another city in Boston, trying to get out of the city, out of the QZ. And Ellie is commenting on like the bomb like impacts, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, this these are the bomb impacts that they did." And it's like a total throwback to like what they were talking about in the beginning of the episode of like they just bomb fucking cities to try to contain this contagion and it just it just didn't work it, it worked for a little bit but it just it didn't work and now you have this dystopian nightmare and it's it's just it's amazing and like going through like the buildings and like seeing one of the huge changes from the show which i loved they did because it would not make sense they were totally right to think about this was they there was no spores in the show because mm-hmm. in the game when you're going through like the buildings there's like are going through anywhere there's there's Parts in the game where, like, you have spores, you have to put a gas mask on to protect yourself from the spores. But spores are everywhere. Like, they, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't protect yourself everywhere. from spores from just like a spot. And so yeah. the way they change that is like introducing the the mycelial net, the the fungus mycelial network mm-hmm. um, as a That's mechanic. Star Trek one for those yeah. of you nerds out there. Yes, it is. But it's also it's a fungus thing. Yeah, it's so. a fungus thing, but it's not it's not the space mycelial network. Yeah. <laughs> so. In, in the show, um, they have this mycelial network where um, basically all the infected are linked by the mycelial network. As, as long as they can, I, I like, love, go ahead. I was going to say, I love that change. That's yeah. such a unique, or not unique, I'm sorry. It's not a unique change, but it, it feels more grounded in nature. Yes. Yeah, uh, it does. Go ahead. They have, the, they have their own black web. Yeah. Black they, web. And they even show, like, part of it, they're, they're trying to go somewhere. And like showing how like the the sun is like there's like there's clouds in the sky, but then with their sun like the there's a bunch of infected that are like laying down on the ground like kind of lethargic, and as the sun passes over them like they all move they move over into the sun, but the ones that are in the dark don't move and it's like it's interesting to see that and they're explaining how you know if you if you step on one of these mycelial network like tendrils, then it'll awaken. Like they infected maybe a hundred miles away, and they'll come and get you because they can. They know that you're there, and I think that that's like a, a really cool um, change from the game, and it, it it makes sense. And like they even show the effect like later on in the episode of like how how they do that. Dude, that just that alone just make the fucking zombie apocalypse just that much scarier. Cause I mean, like with Walking Dead, you got you know if you coat yourself with fucking zombie blood, you can kind of blend in or whatever. But with this, it's like. Yeah, no, it doesn't work that way, bro. <laughs> yeah, unless you get the Borg kind of the naturistic Borg thing, Borg hive mind type mentality. And the thing is, 
this is kind of how it works in nature though i mean when you when um fungi are connected they kind of feel it when part of it's torn out or like messed with it's like it because it's like a network that becomes alive in this case though they come after you when you disturb the network so they will come for you try to rip you open or try to convert you add you to the network as it consumes your your essence and takes your the nutrients it needs from you and makes you a drone so i was like oh that, that makes it even more scarier than before and then the fact that we see this new type of infected in the in the show yeah so in the show in the show the people who had not played the game this is your first time seeing this when you're playing the game this is the most terrifying thing and the most terrifying sound you can hear in the game at any time it, when when that when that part came up i knew when i once i heard once i heard the, the ticking sound i was like i fucking knew what the hell was going on i'm like oh shit like this is going to be all bad well, even it's like go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no go say this is an actual thing that like people who are blind do they like they do like echolocating where you can make like a ticking sound so you can know where you're going you can look at you can find youtube videos about blind people doing this where they make like a ticking sound to help them kind of navigate around but yeah go ahead what are you gonna say, girls? Yeah, what, what was cool about the episode is like leading up to that whole like clicker moment was like the the tension that they used to like really amp up um, everything in the show was like so really well done because like if, when they first because remember the the there's like a lot of points in the show that I was like this is where you're gonna find clickers but they weren't in that spot and then they went to a spot where they were some and it was like the way they amped up like the the tension of like seeing the the tendrils leading into the building of like all this fungus and it was just like super tense and like you know telling ellie you can't say f- fucking anything at this point and then her stepping on a fucking hand that was like de- decrepit and like making all that noise and like all the the sound and like the the shifting around of the environment up above them um just like really led into a tense moment up until the room where you meet the clickers and where there was no way out and mm-hmm. the way that they did that was just it was just so fucking well done um, and then introducing the clickers, like the way that they move was like in the game, the way that they sounded was like same thing with the game. It was just, it was fucking amazing. I, like, I really loved it. Dude, they, they looked amazing. Like the whole, like, cause they're, they're basically the, their head, or at least where like the brain should be. It's just a giant fucking like bloom of fucking fungus, which is like, it's like the, the shit that you see, like on the side of a tree, just coming out of their, their heads. And I was like, wow, this is, this is fucking terrifying. <laughs> So but they kind of um, oh, back to Ellie, like her, like she knows of this world, but she still has that kid exploring mentality. Like there's a scene where they go into the, into the hotel and like, there's a piano and she starts playing with it. Like, she's like, Oh wow. Like, like, like one of the, like a skeleton falls out. But then there's like a scene where like, they have to like walk through like this, this little area of water. And she's like, kind of scary because she doesn't know how to swim and joe's like it's fucking knee deep like don't fucking trip and she's like oh i did not know that like she has this little kid mentality about her i mean she's like a teenager but like you know she's out there exploring the world learning things for like the first time but i I just kind of like how they kind of do that with her character i I don't know how she is in the game i think i mean i think that's pretty cool i know from what you guys told me like she starts picking up joe's kind of mentality or attitude but uh, yeah, I'm just waiting to see how it how it goes. So the thing about the game is Ellie is younger. She's probably like twelve or something. She's like preteen when you first meet her. 
So you when as you go through the game later on towards the end of the game, she's like a teen, she's like fourteen or something. And then later on you meet her, she's like a full on woman. So yeah, but there's a lot of kind of stuff. So if you are if you are watching the after the like inside the episode type ep- type stuff mm-hmm. at the end of the episode, they actually spoil a future uh, infected. So they don't talk about it, but they show it to you. It's behind oh. one of the the talkers. I'm not going to say which episode it is. It's like posted on the wall. It's it's very it's in the back. It's behind the person that's speaking, and you can see what it is because you haven't seen it yet. But you're going to see it later on the show, and it will be very fucked up and terrifying because it <laughs> is in the game. So, but you you get to see what it is like early on. So it'll be interesting to see how they introduce this this special infected later on in, in the show so this is only like eight or nine episodes we're three in already so yeah so i guess uh after the clickers um there's obviously there's a fight it's uh mm. it's it's cool you know they kill the clickers and then it seems like everybody gets away and they get to like a certain point in the you know, at the end of the show where tess shows that she got bit by one of the clickers and actually so did ellie and it's like a a selling point of Ellie still okay after getting bit again. Yeah, and um, on her arm, it still it doesn't show as infected, but where you see where Tess is bit, like it's already infected, and you know they're, they're trying to uh, they're trying to leave this spot where they're trying to. You're <clears throat> supposed to get radio. a battery. <laughs> yeah, they're supposed to get a battery and like get Ellie yeah. to where she was needs to go, but everybody in there is dead because one person was infected, and there was like a sh- everybody killed each other. Mm-hmm. And what, some of the ones that are still in the the room that they're in were still being infected and awakened as infected. And when Joe kills one of them, the mycelial network mycelial network links up with them and then wakes up the horde. And the horde comes, which is a, a change from the the game, which I'll explain in a minute. Um, but yeah, so you know, Tess really, it, you know convinces Joel to like get you know Ellie to Bill and to get you know her going because she's she thinks that she's the cure and she's like I'm just gonna I'm gonna stay behind and take care of these you know infected that are coming for us but you know my, my road ends here because she's already infected and she's already like she shows signs of being infected um and she- I was I was I was bummed out with this scene because like you know with the, we know that the actress from Fringe and like literally watching this episode I was like oh shit that is her from Fringe mm-hmm. and just to know her that was it that was that was it she's only two episodes and this is three but it's the same thing yeah, in the game. Like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like damn okay that was a short what's messed up? reunion what's messed up in the game Tess has a shorter time in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and the, in the show, you spend more time with Tess than you do in the game. So, but yeah, I mean, this is actually this as far as the series go up up until this point. This is like one of the biggest changes from the show because in the game, it wasn't the infected that were coming that she protects you from. It was Fedra that comes, mm-hmm. um, and she has a shootout with them. And she didn't like this. Is okay. I'm gonna. Brief pause on this, okay? I'm going to speak about this from, like, a, a, a nerd military guy. Take this with a grain of fucking salt. The tiniest grain of salt. Where, 
where she was when she started kicking over barrels, those were diesel fuel barrels. Like her lighting up a fucking uh, a lighter and tossing a lighter in a diesel fuel is not going to work. Like it's not yeah, how diesel, diesel fuel works. Anyway, sorry, I'm that guy to ruin that shit for you. <laughs> but it's also just, you know, I understand that people don't understand how diesel fuel works or, in, or gas, but yeah, you, you can't light up diesel with a, a lighter. It needs to be lighter. It has to be hotter than a lighter. Yeah. Anyway. But um, gasoline, though, gasoline, I've seen yeah. gasoline. Yeah, gasoline you can light with like fucking. Hundred percent, you can. Well, it, and if well, it's not catch before it even touches. Yeah, it's it's a fumes that that is flammable. Yes. Gasoline, the liquid, isn't flammable. So yeah, so I, she ends up like with the like that weird like fungus kiss, which is actually it was cool. I, I thought it was cool. That was kind of cool. Was, yeah, I thought it was gross. It wasn't cool. It was gross. That was gross. <laughs> it's, it's a cool effect, but yeah, it's gross. It's cool because it was gross. Like that yeah. was another thing. Like in the game, that mono. whole like fungus <laughs> into the mouth thing. That's not how it works. It's just oh, it's just a bite. It wasn't like the fungus bite. Gross. Yeah, <laughs> but I love that change though. Like it looks like so much more. Like well thought out and like you know, like literally tendrils of fucking fungus going into your body and like infecting you. Oh, and, yeah, in the soft part, in the soft parts too. Yeah, mm. but yeah, so she ends up like tossing down a lighter after this fungus dude kisses her and well shoves his fungus tongue. His mycelium. He sticks his mycelium in her. Fungus rapes her. <laughs> I guess <laughs> the fungus rape. That's fucking terrible. Yeah, that, that's basically what he did, and then he, he paid the price. As you should. Yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna rape somebody, pay the price. Get blown the fuck up. Yeah, they and they did get blown up like crispy, crispy bro. Yeah. With cause she had grenades and shit. I was like, why didn't you just pick up a fucking grenade? Yeah. Just like, yeah, right. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> All she had to do is pull the pen yeah. and just wait for that moment to just let yeah. it go. And then five seconds too good. It would have took everything out. Everything went blown. Yeah. So you know, but, take two. Yeah. You take you, you take two, you pop one. You know, put it in like your shirt. That way, if you, when it explodes, you're fucking done. You don't feel fucking shit. And the other one, just in case, that fucking shit didn't spark it. You know? Yeah. Or a couple of them just fucking... Yeah. Pretend like they're, they're Pokemon. Just... <laughs> I choose you, Pikachu. So that's the end of episode two. So sorry, we have to cover two episodes in this. And usually oh, yeah. we don't do this, but this series is so fucking good, especially the episode three. Episode three is one of the most significant and greatest episodes of anything I ever watched, ever. Two bears walk into... <laughs> two Holy bears shit. walk into a bunker. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and show us the meaning of fucking love. That's well, what they do. What's, what's crazy is that, like, from episode two, they show a trailer for, for episode three, and I was thinking, like, okay, we're going to see fucking... Um, Oh god, what's the guy? What's the main guy's name? Uh, Joe. Joe. Yeah, we get we see we can see Joe fuck somebody over because they're gonna talk about how like Joe's a fucking asshole. Like he he does all this stuff. I'm like, okay, he's gonna meet John Swanson, and he's gonna <laughs> fuck him over and take all his fucking guns and stuff like that. But I I was this this episode was nothing that I thought it was gonna be. It was it was heartfelt. I mean, there was. This this it was it was really good. I was really surprised by this episode. I thought they did a really good job with telling this story. I don't even though I don't know where it came from. I don't know the backstory. I felt like a little bit. It was kind of like it kind of took me not took me away from the show. It's just that it separated. It it felt not a it wasn't a filler episode, but it was more like I was watching a different show. 
Like it wasn't it like was, the zombie yeah. apocalypse was happening. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like the zombie apocalypse was happening. This was like a side story but about some guy though. who just yeah, but but yeah, yeah. that's the thing. <laughs> that but it was which is kind of crazy. And the guy who played the, John Swanson, like he did a really good job. I, I, that guy's got that guy got got skills. But uh, what's your guys take on it? Because isn't it Ron Swanson? I never watched Park and Rec, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just checking. And I, I don't know. It sponsors something, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's on. His name was Nick. God damn it, Nick Offerman, right? Yeah, Nick Offerman. Offerman. Yeah. yeah. I got home, everyone, I got Ron, everyone knows him as Ron Swanson. You, you agree too fast. I got to make sure that it's actually his name. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It's yeah, true. it is Nick Offerman. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, Nick Offerman did uh, a fantastic job of playing Bill. So in, in the game, Bill is not a super major character. He's somebody you get some resources from. And he's a step on the way. It's, I was very confused in this episode because of the changes because of the changes that were made. Um, because I was like, I and remember, he was confused too. I remember no. Bill, <laughs> but I don't remember like like I don't remember Frank. I remember him talking about Frank. Oh, but... so he does talk about Frank yes. in the show, but in the game, or I'm sorry, in the game he talks about Frank. In the game, when you meet um, Bill, Frank is dead. Yeah, Frank is always dead. He's already dead. Yeah, but but he does speak to him kind of like affectionately in in the game. But but it is I didn't think it was that weird for them you know to do this because in the game this is a big kind of a big step. You learn a new skill when you meet Bill. He shows you how to make bombs. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, we're gonna see. I thought we we're gonna see super like makeshift bombs, like big explosions, and shit like that. I we mean, did not. You did. I mean, well, you, did, you saw a lot but, a lot of traps. You did see a lot of traps that were very, very unique. No food of traps. They were not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no food of traps. But go ahead. Uh, yeah. So this this uh, episode, it started off with Bill at the start of the you know the 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 pandemic, the infection, and they talk about the the a whole episode starts with you know Joel and Ellie uh, trying to find Bill. And they talk about, you know, how did the pandemic first start? He talks about how it was basically an infection with the um, food sources. And it was through, like, breads and flour and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And that's when something that, you know, both Prodigy and I think Blue did, too, about how Sarah really saved Joel. Because uh, Joel didn't – he didn't get his pancakes in the morning. They didn't get the cake. And yeah, Sarah also didn't eat the cookies, and so none of them got neighbor's house. Yeah, yeah, none of them got infected. Going back to uh, to you know, to Bill. Um, so Bill at the start of the you know, the outbreak, he was a he was a fucking prepper, and so he's literally (laughs) in his basement, like his his sub basement. I was gonna say it wasn't even a basement, it was a basement under the basement. (laughs) Yeah, it's just it was in a sub basement with monitors around. Watching his town get rounded up by Fedra, and the you know the 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 government taking them somewhere to get killed, um, and him just like staying down there with all his pepper shit, all of his guns, all of his you know food, everything, and like he basically takes over the town after everybody else has left, and then like uh, builds well, like his own like little like sanctuary. So yeah. I w- I want to step back. Just one really quickly to what Cronus has said. He said they're rounding up people to get killed. 
and it's not it is not a um just a passing over kind of thing we see the aftermath of what happened to these people like because uh ellie asked why they're all they find like literally a um well, it wasn't grade. even that like no no because like they were they're walking down the road and joe was like okay we're, we're gonna go this way i don't want you to see what's that way she's like oh yeah. what I, now i really want to see it so it's they go and see grade. it and like like i said it's yeah, an open grade. Yeah. the thing is they're they're just all on top and the thing was one of the skeletons has an infant skeleton with them mm-hmm. and you see and then it flashes to the past to where that person has their child with them getting on these these uh trucks where they're saying they're being taken to safety and we find out from Joel that if there was no room for these people, they were just straight up executed. They were lied to, saying they're being taken to safety. They get rounded up and fucking shot. So, yeah. So yeah, getting getting back to Bill, um, he builds like this around his like really small town, uh, like fences and like elaborate traps, and like there's really like no easy way to get into like where he lives, and. And everything's then, like, like he has like all these monitors around like where he lives to the point to where like even like the the forest around here like where he lives is like trapped and so like he, yeah. he literally watch like he's infected walk through traps and just get brained and well, it's also cool that he one thing he did is that when everything went down like he he went to his neighbor house and fucking hooked his truck up to their boat and I was like why is he gonna take the fucking boat like what you gonna do but that was smart because he used it as like to be able to carry more cargo because he went to like Home Depot yeah. and got all these equipment for building the fences. But then also he went to like uh the electric company and like just turned he, on the gas that the went gas to his company, house. Yeah. But then yeah, and then like he filled up a bunch of containers with like diesel. Like he went around to different cars, like sucking and I they didn't show him doing that, but like the guy was he he like the guy had a plan and he executed and he ended up like building his own little fucking sanctuary basically yeah he was a, he was a doomsday prepper so yeah and he so was like after all that stuff you know eventually somebody a person not an infected person but a normal person gets caught in one of his traps and this is when it just turns into like this crazy good love story which is like i would have not pegged this show for having like a gay love story but i i, I gotta i gotta say honestly this is like one of the best Love stories like fucking ever. It Dude, was what was, what was crazy. Is I was I was waiting for uh, was it Henry? Was his name right? Bill or Frank? The, Frank. I was waiting for Frank to like when uh Bill when uh when Bill was playing the piano to playing that song. I was I thought Frank was just about the wallop top him a, a back of the head and fucking take everything because this guy has a fucking sanctuary. Like it's there's food. There's hot water, or you can take a shower. There's electricity, like there's all this stuff. I'm like, this guy's gonna fucking like murder Bill, just to take over everything. But that did not happen. Like they, they end up falling in love. <laughs> like yeah. whoa, for like a decade. Well, more than, I think it was more than a decade, wasn't like, it? I mean, it is, like it's like years or something like that. It's twenty. It's twenty three years or twenty two years, something like that. Yeah, and they go. They, I mean, they go through a lot, and it's just like it ends up being that. I'm gonna skip through a lot because it, it's a lot of like love story stuff that I love, and I think that everybody should watch the episode. Um, I think that they they probably would get some pushback from like, you know, those people. Uh, you mean Tucker Carlson? Come on, yeah, sure. the ones yeah, who don't the, like the, the wearing shoes, the repressed yeah, ones. Sure. I'm pretty sure he had something to say. But you know, this this was just. 
if you've ever been in like a long term relationship and you watch like I fucking teared up watching this shit. Um after seeing like what happened to like both of them and it's just like once you get to like a point to where you have to take care of somebody else. And it's like one of those things I'm like, man, I'm, you know, we're all getting older. And there's no, when it comes to love, there is no easy way out. Um, love is, it's a, it's going to be a story of tragedy no matter how you slice it. Either one of you is going to break up with the other or one of you is going to fucking die before the other. Unless you both happen to crash in the same plane at the same time. But it, it oh, I understand, yeah, but usually love is a story of tragedy. And this episode really shows that to its fullest and still has like one of the most beautiful stories, even at the end of yeah. of love and like going through trials and tribulations with, you know, a loved one and just grinding through it. And then even at the end, just like deciding to. You know, this is it. This is the only only love you want to have, and this is nothing else. You don't want anything else, and making decisions. And I just thought that it's, it was beautiful. It's like up there where with like like older people who like you know one passes away, and then like a day or a week later, the the other one passes away just because you know they just miss that person, they love them so much. But I, I was gonna say the the second most greatest love story is uh, from Titanic. And it's not with with, oh, with Rose and what's her name. No, 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 wait, listen to me out. It's not with Rose and such and such. It's with that old couple when the ship is sinking, the old couple that's oh, sitting yeah, on the dude. bed and he like fits the cover over his woman and like they just go down together. That right there is the most epic love story in the Titanic uh, movie. Go back and watch it. You'll you'll see what I'm talking I about. Can't but watch like, the movie, yeah, but I, but, I believe you. <laughs> I <know>. <laughs> <laughs> part there. But People... no. A lot of people point out that that scene, uh, so I I remember. Yeah, that, that shoot that that was like true true romance right there. But like, yeah, o- overall, like this for this episode, like being somebody who never played a game, and like especially if they took a, like a another look at this this character, like I thought they really did a really good job. I every time I just I would just wait for somebody to backstab somebody and like some crazy shit to happen, but like no, like you know, these two. These two people fell in love, and like at first it was just gonna be like, oh yeah, you know, you can be here for a couple hours. I make you make you some food, and then we get to learn about like you know, one person's been basically hiding their true feelings, and the other one discover it, and like the scene where they're in the bed, and he's like, look, I'm not a slut. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, what else going? I'm gonna suck okay. your dick. I was just like, all right, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm about to go down. Like I said, it's gonna take it slow, and I was like, you can go straight to sucking dick. All right, yeah. I- <laughs> I'm gonna, but no, I'm then gonna like they they, okay. they kind of flash forward and like you know they're still together and like dude talking about like we need to paint the house like I want to go do this I'm like okay dude your guy's about to get fucking killed now because he's fucking up like trying to you're you're basically making the property look like people are maintaining it yeah I mean more people are gonna come in and stuff like that but yeah this was this was a really good episode like a uh, Crone said it's a really good great love story but one thing I thought was funny is uh <laughs> when they kiss for the first time. You can tell that these are two straight guys kissing because it was like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, hold, I know. On, yeah, hold on, real quick. <laughs> Only Nick Offerman is straight. The other guy's actually gay. Oh, he okay. is. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it does make sense. Have, but like, his wife is famous. His wife is a famous comedian too. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, that's right. She's isn't she? She's from uh, Will and Grace, right? 
I think so. Something like that. She's I know she's a comedian too. I guess they don't act together, but they I think they've been in one movie together. But yeah, she's she's pretty she has a fan base herself. But yeah, the 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 the, the kiss was a little on the awkward side, but I mean, I don't know. I mean it works. My kiss I, mean, I think it, in the narrative of them I, I want to tell I wanna be like No, I'm okay. I I needed it to be what it was. I felt like it needed to be awkward because it was their first time. Because when you watch them, well, do it was definitely later, his first time. Well, yeah, it was his. It was it was Bill's first time. But when you yeah. when you watch it when you watch it later, there it looks more comfortable. It looks more like loving when they start kissing, like because they're kissing like they're a couple. They peck. They don't like they don't like oh, go yeah. at it. So it looked more it looked more natural at that point stage. So, but but the like, thing is, the- I'm gonna say this, Blue. That whole energy you have about people backstabbing each other and some kind of fucking flashing, keep that same energy. Oh. <laughs> so, like like in The Walking Dead, like it's not the walkers you have to worry about; it's the the humans, like the ones that are it, still alive. He says this, so. Joel says the same thing in episode two. Yeah, because asked him, I don't see infected. What are we? What are we like? What are we being? You know, cautious so about cautious about he says people. Yeah, so that's, sorry, that's I gotta give a shout out. So the guy's name is Murray Bartlett. That's the the oh. actor that plays Frank. And yeah, he's he's an openly gay guy. He's actually Australian. Oh, okay. Oh, so, yes. If you watch the uh, the White Lotus the inside the yeah, he's in that. But if you watch inside the episode, he hears real voice, and I was like, oh shit, and you hear the accent. So he's a fantastic actor. It was really good. I was really drawn in. I wasn't sure what the fuck was going to happen. I did not expect the love story. I thought Bill was going to blow him away. <laughs> I thought Bill was going to check. Boom. It looked like Frank blew Bill away. But <laughs> oh. But but then like once once uh um Joel and the girl gets there like Ellie like this is Ellie because we get to, we're seeing their their perspective in the past of Frank and Bill, we, we're seeing the past and then when Bill and Frank are once Joel and Ellie gets there, we get to see like wow, like this shit really fucking happened. But then like they, they knew that Joel was gonna or yeah, that Joel was gonna show up because since Bill's a, a prepper like he had it, it was basically like it, it's basically, they I feel like they took an element out of the game with this, but like you know they had he had everything um Joel needed to build a battery. Like he had like the, the case and stuff and the sulfuric acid. Like all that stuff was there. And I feel like that's something that that's something from a video game. Like you need to go and find these elements to bring them together to build the battery that you can use for a car. And the the fact that he had like electricity so he could he was able to charge the battery and th- then throw everything into the into the truck. I thought I thought that was kind of cool. I think I thought I felt that was a, a, a little like uh, something they they took from the game, but I. But then again, I didn't play the game. I'm thinking more like your your Resident Evil or like uh Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, the, Friday the Thirteenth. You have to. Do, you got to bring parts to get the the car to yeah, work. Yeah, to bring parts together to be able to get the car to work, and that's basically. So, I feel like they so that yes, in, the in the game it is kind of sort of like that. Not as not as in depth, but you do need to get stuff for build to build build you a weapon. You got to go get resources, but you got to fight infected to get those resources. Then he builds it to you, and then shit things go to shit. <laughs> so, real shit. Quick. it's funny. There was um, <laughs> I saw a meme earlier that talked about the the Last of Us. It's like, yo, this movie isn't nothing like the game, 
uh, Joel didn't die 20,000 times in that room with the clickers. <laughs> yeah. Like I did when I was playing the game. <laughs> so you, I noticed that too, because I died a lot with Joel, and you would die less if you build the fucking shiv. If you're going to play the game, the first thing you do is you build the fucking shiv. If not, you're going to die 50, 11 times. Easily. Easily. You need a shiv to get out and get yourself free of a clicker. If not, you will die and have to reset at the last checkpoint. And sometimes those checkpoints are way far back. So you're kind of fucked. So kind of jump back to Joel and Ellie. Like the, the scene where they're kind of walking and they see like an airplane crash on the ground. And Ellie's like, oh, man, it's so cool that you were able to fly and stuff like that. It's like it, it made me think of like the world kind of now, like that, like technology wise, but like, you know, how how this generation like there's stuff we grew up with that this generation this generation would probably would never experience like uh, I'm trying to think of one I'm gonna say like slow course. like slow internet or like um you know rotary phones or eight tracks so I mean, they, they probably of, don't think that shit's cool but like you know that's well, something we that, deal with a lot of them are gonna think that those are inconveniences in old tech they're they're not gonna want stuff that doesn't work as well as stuff does today. It's not like yeah. the thing that they may want to do, which they're probably not don't do very often, is probably like ride like ride a horse. That's less common than it was in like the eighteen hundreds. Like riding yeah. a horse is the equivalent of like buying a car. So But I mean it's I just think it's I think it's interesting that that's and then like also when she gets into the car, she's like, Oh, like what is this? And it's like it's a fucking cassette tape. <laughs> and she like mm-hmm. puts it in the radio, it's like Joel's like, oh, this is like at first he's like, ah, don't put it down, don't touch it. But he sees like what song is on. He's like, oh, go ahead, put like play it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then like her like not knowing how to use like a seatbelt and like like she's like super excited about driving in the car. I- I'm surprised she didn't ask to drive, but no, she know, didn't. I just... she, scared. she didn't know what the fuck she got. That oh yeah, though. she's like, if you don't let me drive, I'll just blow your brains out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did but you I talk just, about the gun yet? Just, with her? Not yet. Okay. No. We didn't talk about. It. Oh, we talked about how, like, you know, how her experience in the world, how, like, you know, she never been on an airplane because, you know, she grew she grew up in the pandemic, but then also like her first time driving a car, or being in the car, not driving it, but being in the car, she like she didn't know how to wear a seatbelt or how a fucking tape what tape was. Yeah, real quick, sorry, people that listen to the podcast and don't watch the podcast might think that sometimes Cronus forgets shit a lot, but no, I just got to take a piss, and so <laughs> I didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah, that's why I'm asking questions. See, with, with blue, I have Bluetooth headphones on. So when I walk away, blue, blue. I'm in a separate building, so my Bluetooth oh, no. cannot reach to my bathroom. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I'm not we sure do that a lot. So we're recording, and, like we, we drink beers and we walk away, take a piss. But yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to hear y'all pissed anyway. <laughs> yeah, so Cronus, you were talking about the gun, Ellie getting the gun. Yeah, so Ellie stole actually Frank's gun. I don't know if y'all noticed that. Um, oh yeah, that is actually Frank's gun. So she stole Frank's gun uh, secretly to keep it away from Joel. And also in the episode, even before this one, she showed her the start of her sadistic, sadistic streak. So in the last episode, there's a couple of things, a couple of changes from the, the show, which actually I, I still really like, is that one of them is, you know, when Joel was trying to find his old stash, um, Ellie was like, well, Joel said there's nothing else left in this place. And then so Ellie started looking around and she found tampons, which is like not a total loss because she needs tampons. Obviously, Joel doesn't. So for him, total loss. For her, something of importance because she's like 14 years old. She has periods, you know, 
and it, that was interesting. But then also she found someone that someone that was infected, that was um, mostly buried in rubble, and so she takes out her her knife and like cuts this infected who's still alive um, on the forehead and like sees that there's like fungus underneath like the the cut, and then you know brains it like you know stabs it in the head and then watches watches it die and so that's like one of the first precursors for anybody anyone that's watching um that ellie is not i mean both ellie and joel (laughs) are not great people um and if the show goes the same way as the as the game that's going to get reinforced more and more actually i was surprised that they even showed Ellie's sadistic side so early on in the show, but I guess you have to do it because you have to show that both of these characters are like, they're very flawed people. They're not like, they're not really heroes. So yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all see like watching the, if the show takes some more things from the, from the game that they're like, they're not great people. So I think, Oh, sorry. Go go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, to reinforce that, if you watch the, the little reel before the show starts, it's like an introduction to the, sto- the show. Neil Druckmann says, during this time, there's, there's no one that's all the way good and no one all the way bad. There's, he literally says, there's no real heroes in this universe. Yeah. So, when you play the game, you same way. all that shit. And then when you play the second game, you're like, all right. Oh yeah, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah, when you see the second one, you know, oh shit, this is what we're doing now. Is this how we, this? Okay, <laughs> so. decisions were made. There are consequences. Shit happens. <laughs> yeah, and we're probably going to see that. That will set up season two very, very blatantly. So that's why a lot of people believe that that Swole Abbey may have already been cast. I mean, Swole we Abbey. shall see. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Still on episode three. Anyway, yeah, um, somebody asked in the podcast, podcast, or sorry, somebody asked in the chat. chat. I think it was Derek. Um, yeah, it was ab- Derek. About, uh, do I feel like this is the best video game adaptation? Uh, I Ooh. do. Yes. Um, it surpasses uh, Arcane. Arcane for me was, was the best up until now. This mainly because like of the changes that were made, the, f- the fundamental changes and like how much better it is as far as storytelling from the game. Um, and, and Arcane was fantastic, don't get me wrong, but Jesus Christ, this episode three threw me for such a fucking loop. And it was so, so emotional to like, for me to like consume this sort of media. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the greatest video game adaptation to date uh, for me. So I'm going to say for me, because we actually have this question I guess, well, we have a similar question. We're going to save it for next week. It has a list. I already started my list. But um, for me, Arcane and Castlevania are yeah. neck and neck. Because Castlevania yeah. was... Podcast. But then again, those were, those were animated. So that was a little bit on the easier side. Where it was live action. Live action video game adaptations almost always suck. So Almost always. But the only, the, they're getting better. And the one, the proof of that is Sonic. Sonic 1 and 2. Sonic, yeah. Did really well. What well, I mean, it's still CGI though. I mean, it, it's partial CGI. I yeah. mean, there's live action people there, but then we had um, uh, what's the one? Oh, even Uncharted. Uncharted was okay. Like it was, it yeah, was fun. It was, 
Yeah, it's but then fun. also Laura Croft or Tomb Raider was kind of decent. So the two, so the Tomb Raider for that just came out, the most recent one was okay as well. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about the one Angelina That one was better. I like that one better, even though this one stuck more to the game. But now I guess they're going to scrap it and do a TV series on Amazon now because everyone's like, "Ooh, Last of Us." So hopefully, uh, producers take note. Especially the producers of, of Halo. Even though I liked Halo, Halo was was pretty good. But they, I think they need to go a little bit more back to basics and like, kind of show because they don't really show the struggle between, uh, the Covenant and the Earth forces, and they barely even show the Halo. They show it once, or twice. They show it twice. So I want to see a little bit more of that, uh, going forward. But so far with this one, this is literally almost. Uh, almost scene for scene, almost shot for shot, and almost word for like dialogue per dialogue is almost identical. There's literally like maybe two words that are changed, or the or the phrase is said this is the same, but it's it's um, acted differently. And you can watch these, you can watch a, a lot of these on IGN, especially their um, their uh, Instagram. They will show you scene for scene, and it has a dialogue. The dialogue's identical, but the way Pedro does it, and the way that um, D. Bradley Baker do it are different a little bit in certain aspects because it it doesn't fit with their scene, their per respective scenes. So it does it does a pretty damn good job um, going from uh, how pixel to pixel to screen, I guess. So, oh, um, I I just did a quick Google search to find out like you know like movie at or video game adaptations and like looking at the list i'm like wow none of these are really good until like recently like pokemon yeah. uh detective pikachu was pretty good tomb raider was good but like the resident evil like they it started off trash decent, trash no, but then it just uh, no. kind of went no, it just kind of no, went way downhill no it, didn't. no it didn't the first fucking resident evil started with fucking alice alice isn't in anywhere in any of those fucking games nowhere That's near true. is there a fucking alice alice was the focal point of Resident Evil, and I have not, I have not seen the Netflix Re- Resident Evil, but apparently um, Prodigy loved it, and apparently it was trash, like super trash. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that, like, yeah, the Netflix one got really bad reviews. So the one that's on there that I I gave a review for on the podcast was Werewolf Within, or Werewolves Within. That one's based off a, a Switch game or whatnot, or a Nintendo game. That one I really liked a lot because it didn't take itself seriously. It was funny. It was also like kind of like it had a mystery to it, and everything came together in the end. It was actually pretty well put together. It was like a B movie, but it worked really well. And it has uh, the AT&T girl in it, so I was even more intrigued. But actually, as a whole film, I was very entertained. I was super shocked. I'm like this is an adaptation. I, I thoroughly I had fun with the film. It didn't take itself too seriously, like I said, and everything like was cohesive. It didn't do stupid ass shit. This is. Interesting. So, like, on, I'm on Wiki right now, and they have a list of upcoming video game adaptations. And on here, the, f- the first one on here, which I guess it comes out in 2023 in August, is Gran Turismo. Like, how do you make a movie about cars? I mean, I guess Fast and Furious. How are you asking these questions, bro? Yeah, <laughs> but also, made, I mean, there's a there's a Need of Speed movie too. So, I mean, yeah. there's that. that movie but like, trash. that movie's fucking that was trash. Really bad. Shit, that movie but like, we have. Bad. I mean, Crossfire. <laughs> So, uh, there's a comedian recently. I know we got to wrap up pretty soon, but there's a comedian recently. I was talking about the the video, the game Crossfire, like the little. It's the one where you shoot the little balls and you hit the little disc, and like it goes into your friend's like 
goal or whatever. And like he was talking about how like that commercial made Crossfire seem like it was like this epic thing. Like because in the commercial, there's like and it's like a apocalyptic world and like two enter a ring and they play against each other like decide like the fate of humanity. But then he was like, when you once you actually got the game, it was like you played it for like ten seconds. That was it. Like that that's it. You're just hitting the ball against a little pinwheel that goes into somebody else's thing. It, it, it was a really funny uh, stand-up joke. But uh, it looks like we're, we're getting a Death Stranded movie. Yeah, yeah which directed by uh, the man himself. Apparently. Yeah, Hideo Kojima, which I've said for like since the podcast has probably started that Hideo Kojima needs to make like actual you know movies and TV shows because he is a huge fan of Western like culture. Obviously, he played any of his games, and I think that mm-hmm. his style of uh, storytelling in video games would lead very well into a show or a movie, especially like a show. Um, I think it would do fantastic. Hopefully a good studio picks it up and you know, he has a good budget and then he gets his vision made because his vision is um, kind of quirky, kind of fucking weird, but I'm all in for it. Like it's fucking let's do it. So th- this could be th- uh, honestly a Metal Gear, you know, or Death Stranding, show could be right up there with you know the last of us but it depends on w- how creative he's allowed to be in that endeavor so we'll see yeah mm-hmm. i mean plus we have a uh is it daryl reedus that's the actor's name oh i messed up this character norman, norman reedus norman reedus yeah. they have daryl daryl uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah norman, norman reedus plays daryl there you go but like yeah like i mean you got your actor right there. <laughs> like, well, they they love working together, and like, no Norman Reed, that, was, that was a dream for him to work with Hideo Kojima. So that's why they're doing yeah. Death Stranding Part Two. So they did a pretty good job. So the one film that keeps being talked about, like on the low, on the hush, is Metal Gear Solid. So they have a director. They have Oscar Isaac as Snake or Solid Snake. Yeah, I don't. I think that that's never going to go through, only because. Um, Metal Gear Solid is a Hideo Kojima thing. A Hideo um, Kojima property. Yeah. yeah, but it's you know, but Konami oh, owns the na- yeah. So yeah, yeah it's that's the sad part. I would love to see a Metal Gear movie or you know or show either one. It'd be so fantastic. I've, so you can see online the director posted a bunch of like. Um, uh, what is it called like a uh, storyboard? What mm. no, storyboards? Actual storyboards. What they were trying to do, like they have the tank. They have like one of the tanks on there. What Oscar Isaac would look like in full on gear and stuff. So, but uh, when he, uh, he was in a recent movie. Oh, and when Moon Knight premiered, they were asking him about Metal Gear Solid, and he was talking about his frustration. And why it wasn't moving forward, and he's saying there was just two, there was stuff going on that was conflicting that couldn't get them to move forward. But he's he said he's waiting. He wants to do it. He wants to move forward with the. He wants it to hit theaters. So we'll see. I mean, he only has a certain amount of time to fulfill a contract or whatnot, and then he can drop out if they're not going to move forward. So, all right. Well, I think we do have to wrap it up. There's one last thing I want to say. We we'll talk about it. I guess next week. Maybe, hopefully, because um, yeah, I guess we'll let's let's save it. Yeah, we'll yeah, save it next week. I don't want to load out. 
That's fine. You yeah, don't want to on, uh, on the list. Yeah, put on the list. Okay. We'll remember next okay. week. All right. So, uh, Blue, what you got going on jerking off to seeing, doing this weekend? Oh, man. Uh, this weekend, uh, we're actually going to take our first family road trip. I guess it's not really. Cause we've been to Tahoe. I was going to say, we're going to do a road trip. Uh, we're going we're going down to L.A. for the weekend. Um oh. One of Nessie's cousins who has a kid that's the same age as Sebastian. He's a, a month older, which is crazy. My kid's about to turn two. He's in a month, he'll be two, which is <laughs> fucking crazy. But anyways, uh Nessie's got a cousin who who their kid's turning two, so we're going down to LA for their birthday. So we're doing our first long distance road trip. I mean we've been to Tahoe, which is a quick like three hour drive. But he was like younger, so he like pretty much just chilled out in his in a seat and then cry as much or whatever. So this is actually going to be us going down there. And we're taking my Tesla, which is going to be interesting because, um, That's I mean, the, you can make it. Yeah. I mean, I can make it, but like with the kid, we're going to stop a, a couple of times, but like, fuck that. you know, there's, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I want to, I want to say, I want to say fuck that too, but like, I know, I know. like back in the day, like when I was younger, I could drive to LA nonstop, just, straight going down there but like the last couple of years like driving down there, i'm like i need to take a break like i can't <laughs> can't fucking do it anymore like, I need, I, like but then again there's like there's like really cool like I, like there's there's areas i stop at on purpose just because they have cool shit to check out like um there's this place called bravo farm that's like kind of closer down south more south than north it's really cool. It's like uh, they have like a bunch of knickknacks. There's a More cool south barbecue north. spot there. It's just sage wisdom. Well, it's 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 closer to L.A. than it is to the Bay Area. Okay. <laughs> but it's not like it's not by the Grapevine. It's a little bit northern, further north of that. It's it's more south than north. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> Bruh. But yeah, there's, there's, there's like cool stuff. I know. There's like okay. there's like cool stuff there. Uh, they have like a cool like little western like town. They have like a is it a I don't know if they have a golf course or it's just like a picnic area. I think it's like it's like a like a playground basically, and it's like Western theme where kids can play in. And like I go there, I'm like this is this is just, I follow the kid. I'd be running all through these buildings, but like they have like upstairs, they have like an area where they have like old school, uh, like the light guns where you can like shoot like the little targets and like little the little things on the thing like interact or whatever, which is pretty cool. They have a giant like redwood tree that's been like like you could it's a it's like the trunk of it, not the trunk, but like it's you can see the rings of the of the redwood tree, and on there it says like you know this at this point in the in the in the tree's life this happened, this happened, which is pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I mean that'd be kind of cool just to explore like different areas, like uh, like I stopped at was it like kettle was it Kettleman Ranch? Yeah, I checked that out for the first time like before. Like I usually just pass by there. I actually stopped to check it out, but there's a there's a charge station there. But there's a bunch of charge stations off of the five. So we got that going on. Um, the sweetness is actually changing, like changing jobs. So like tomorrow will be her last day at her job now. And then like she has a week off before she starts her new job. But she's like in between the weeds. So she, she kind of doesn't know what she wants to do. But then our, our son, like this kid is just growing. Like this kid, like we got him a tablet for the road trip. And like, I don't know, this kid's like, he knows songs. He, he can count like, you know, He's working his ABC. Like, he'll randomly be like, just start counting. Like, he'll be like, and like right now he can count to twenty. That's the highest I've heard him count. But he'll just be like, he was like the other day he was standing in the living room 
just dancing, just spinning around in circles until he got dizzy. And all of a sudden, he started counting. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, I, I was all kind of confused. But and he's he's actually doing sign language too. Like, he knows like please and sorry and like eat and bore and like shoes and socks. I'm like, wow, like this is incredible. Like, it's it's just interesting to to like know that he was like this little tiny creature that would like I would just hold to protect, and now he's just this little thing creature that's exploring the world with this it's 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 crazy like it i remember when uh i think one time i went to Cronus's house and his youngest daughter riley was there and she started talking and i was like wait what the fuck like she <laughs> you know she knows she knows words and senses and she can interact with something it's 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 it's, it's weird. crazy how fast yeah. that 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 just unfolds but yeah i'm looking forward to this weekend just doing the road trip uh, hopefully I can see some family while I'm down there so they can meet my son for the first time. But, um, yeah, that's about it for me. <laughs> I remember the last time, last time I saw Riley, she could speak in full sentences. It was, that was still kind of weird for me. Cause the last time when I saw her, she spoke in like kind of broken, like kind of like difficult for her to articulate sentences. Last time I saw her, she had full on run on sentences. Oh, she will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was going on because yeah. I came to pick up something from the house. She's like, Mommy, who's that? Like, how do you know him? Where did he come from? She's like going off and off. And like Kay's like, Oh, you don't remember him? You're really little. And she's like, oh man. she's like understood more about communication from adults to kid. It was it was really interesting to watch because it was such a huge gap when I saw her last. So. Yeah, well, because of the pandemic. But like yeah. we started uh we started doing like walks, meet me and her. Like after dinner, we go on walks around the block, which is like around around a mile, and we just like talk on the the walk around the block, and it's just like it's it's super cool. So your walk is about a mile. Uh, yeah, it's it's about a mile. Yeah, it's like uh, it's it's up and down a hill. So yeah. Oh, okay. That's even more grueling. (laughs) Oh, she doesn't mind. Like she, I mean, for me, it's like good because I get you know, I'm still rehabbing my 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 foot. Uh, I'm out of the boot now. And so I have, no, like, right I, I can walk with two normal shoes Boot on. I have like an insert in my, my shoe. I have a carbon fiber insert in my, in my shoe. So I don't, <clears> I don't look crippled, but I'm still kind of crippled. I can't run still. Oh, I was going to say, do you get like five more miles? <laughs> five more. Do you, did you knock off like a tenth of a second off your, your quarter mile time having a carbon fiber or a shoe? No, no, I'm still, fucking, <laughs> I'm, I'm still fucking slow. Like if I, if I have to, it has to be like a super emergency for me to run. Like if, if Riley's life was in danger, I would run, but other than that, like, it, it's very painful. <laughs> it's very painful to I run. I tried it the other day when the the doctor was like, "Yeah, you can like take your boot off. You're good to go." Um, but you know, take it easy. And like, I was like, "Let me just try to jog somewhere." Oh no, 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 that's not. That's, <laughs> that's not gonna work. I, I can't do that. Uh, so, Cronus, what you got going on this weekend? Watching, drifting off through, playing, gaming. What you got? Uh, this weekend for me, my weekend starts today, so it's kind of cool. Oh, there you go. Um, I'm back. keto. Yeah, I'm off of keto. Um, I'm um, consuming carbs again. It's nice. So like, a, it's it's so amazing, like how good shit tastes that people just take <laughs> for granted every fucking day. Oh, mm, yeah. Like, I how sh- shitty some things can taste. Like, if you mm. haven't drink soda for a long time, you drink soda. It's oh, like, yeah. god damn, this is just yeah. pure sugar. Well, yeah. yeah. But then also, it's just like, oh my god, it's like so much fucking flavor. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, it's like it's a lot. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, like get, getting used to like eating uh, n- 
normal quote unquote food again. It's like, it's nice, but also like, it's really, it's really indulgent. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't know how long I'm going to eat normal food again, because it's, it's, it's once you go without for a while and then you go back with, like, I, I think it enhances like the enjoyment of it. You know, I was, I was eating like some, some caramel popcorn the other day, like yesterday, cause oh, I, wow. I've only been off like a day. I was like, this is like the best fucking shit ever. <laughs> and, you know, like normally, like when you're just like normally eating, it's like caramel popcorn or just popcorn in general. It's just like it's just fucking, no. fucking popcorn. Caramel popcorn is actually really fucking good. So yeah, I don't but, eat it that often, but when you do, it's fine. It's definitely a delicacy or it, like a very, very treat yourself kind of thing. If you go without like any carbs for like a month, yeah, it's I'm, almost I'm like a religious experience. Oh, I can, I can, I tried, I did it for like maybe four days. Yeah. I I did a solid month with like no carbs, no booze and nothing else. I I did caffeine a little bit. That was basically it. And yeah, everything else just, it's fucking, it's, it's great. Um, but I don't know how long I'm gonna do it for. So, so we'll see. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, I'm gonna finish up uh, Evil West. I'm trying to get back into to better shape. I'm already in. I lost 15 pounds, like I said. It's great, but I need to get my strength back up. Um, because that that took a huge hit from the pandemic, and you know, fucking my foot. And I'm looking forward to like getting my strength back on. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. All right, for sure. Uh, for me, I'm gonna probably try this high on life game. Um, again. Uh, not high in life. Uh, high the high rush thing. The the jet set radio spiritual. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, that one. I I can do um high rush or whatever. But I'm gonna try to try it out. I'm probably gonna uninstall high on life and then um playing a lot more modern warfare because uh Prodigy wants to play. Uh, he got stuck on the raid. We beat the raid, so he's kind of fiending for more. So we may or may not uh twitch out some more with B Boy Frost because he hasn't done the raid yet. So when we run him through it. Um, trying to catch up some, on some of the shows. Like, uh, I watch um, Mayor of Kingstown, which is really, really crazy fucking show. Season two started like a month Sorry. ago, so I'm trying to catch up. Sorry to cut you off, Lennon. It's called Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush. There we go. I don't know. High in life. Hi-Fi Rush. I'm probably going to install that. Uh, play more Monster Hunter. I'm going to try to Twitch out a little bit more, but not. If we do the raid, definitely there'll be a Twitch, so keep your eye out on our Twitch channel. Um, I'll on our socials, I usually let people know when we're going to go. Usually it's already, we already are in it. And then uh, when you get the link, it, we're already like already on go. So, and then uh, I need to read. I bought all, I bought like seven books, like hardbacks and I haven't, they're collecting dust. So I need to read some of these books and catch up, uh, especially with the, uh, the star Wars stuff, because there's going to be a, a new star Wars. There's going to be a, like three star Wars series this year. I kind of want to catch up on some of the stuff, so just doing that. And uh, yeah, it's kind of it for me. Blue, what you got? Oh, he already I went through. Yeah, okay. he was first to go. Well, then I'll oh, just take yeah. us out of here. All right. Uh, you just experienced Black and Black Times Infinity. <laughs> the the Dankies podcast on the interwebs. You can check us out anywhere and everywhere with B's and BTIs. B T H A N. BTI and anywhere you listen to podcasts, yes, anywhere, pretty much we're on everything unless it's something that's just barely out. You won't find us on Parlor, unfortunately. But I'm uh, up yet. No, we don't. Want, I don't think we really <laughs> give a shit about being in 
on parlor we'll probably get a lot of flame like emails and flame comments that will start with the the n-word just just saying but um everywhere else you can find us you can email us at be than bti at gmail.com we have a discord that lets you know if you want a slightly more responsive you know responsive uh questions i guess to us or you can interact you just yeah, you can on a more like kind of private level, I guess. But there's a good amount of people in there. Uh, just email us, let us know you want to join. Uh, we'll probably have to vet you a little bit before you let you in. But it's a good time in there. There's a lot of topics. There's a lot of stuff that people want us to talk about on the cast. You can put in there and stuff if you don't want to, you know, voice it out in the ether or out where someone else can see it or whatnot. Um, we have our official website, binheadproduction.com. Four slash BZ BTI and on Amazon we have to let you know when we get there. Alright, we're out this bitch.